I'm Laura Palmer, host of Island Crime. Season 6, Sweethearts, is the story of three teenage girls who were all murdered in Victoria, Canada within about 12 months. So she was scared. Something out there scared her. You've just created the playground where predators can really thrive. She was a 16-year-old girl. She was a sweetheart. Listen to Sweethearts at FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get podcasts. Find your frequency. From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. This is Ed Sheeran. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Powered by Air Transat. Yesterday when we wrapped up the show, Maury came up to me and was like, yo, check out my new belt. Roz gave it to me. Oh, okay. Showing off his belt for some reason. It's a great belt. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's a dress belt, whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's just like a regular black belt. I said it's Roz brought these belts for the Roz and Mocha commercial film shoot. It wasn't needed, and he thought it would fit me, and he was like, here you go. It's a very nice thing to do. Right. Th- that's my belt. Is it your belt? That I brought from home that I left at the photo shoot, yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. Is it? That's my belt. No, it's not. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I swear. <laughs> no, but the problem is- Maury I threw- was like, hold on. No, yeah, hold when, on. when Maury oh showed God, me the I'm belt- so sorry. Yeah. When Maury showed me the belt, yeah. he was like- so excited and proud of this brand new, <laughs> nice belt. looking belt. Get over here. Let me see this. And as soon as Maury said to me that you brought it for the photo oh shoot, God. I was like, fam, that's my belt. Okay, okay. <laughs> so first of all, I am devastated. I'm no, so sorry no, right no. now. Because can I just can I just explain, right? Like, so I have, like, in my world, okay, yeah. because I have dressing rooms and I have all this stuff and stylists and everything else, I have clothes, which are the clothes that I wear on a regular basis. They're they're my clothes. But then in my life, I have wardrobe. Wardrobe are not real clothes. They're interchangeable. Things come and they go from my dressing room and everything else. Things get packed up for me when I'm leaving, when I'm going to do a thing, whatever it is. And I wind up with wardrobe at home sometimes. And oftentimes with wardrobe, I will wind up with shoes that are a size 10 that somebody bought by mistake that don't fit me. Right, I wind up with things that are too big, too small. I grabbed this belt one day out yeah. of wardrobe bag, yeah. and I went to put it on. And I thought in my head that when we were doing this commercial, that they brought a couple of belts in just different sizes because that's what happens when they don't know exactly what size you are. Totally. I wound up bringing them all home. I grabbed the small one, tried it on, didn't fit. I thought, oh, maybe Maury would wear it. Right, but it's Maury your- is wearing it, and Maury loves <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, Maury okay. is wearing it. But it's your belt. It's my belt. I'm so sorry about <laughs> I love that. that. The, the day that we were filming our new commercial. Okay. Can you part? It was either I'm that not giving or the it photo shoot. I'm not huh? giving, like, I can't okay. give this. I threw out my no, other belt. can I just no. say, I'll, I'll say. Did you throw out your <laughs> I threw out my other belt. <laughs> so now I have no belt if oh, you take I this back. terrible. No, no, no. Here's what I, I'll say. I'm not going to be pissy about oh, the man. belt, my belt being given to Maury, okay. because Maury was so excited <laughs> and so happy yesterday to show me his belt. Yeah. I don't want to take that away from him because I know how much, for some strange reason, this belt brings joy <laughs> into so Maury's much. life. So I 
as a decent human being, I can't take that belt back no. because I know it upset. makes you happy. You were like, that's my belt. At first I was like, yeah, like that's my belt. Like, I spent my money it on my belt. I you were going to rip it off my pants. No, but then like, mine to give. I'm at, so sorry. At a sorry. split second when I saw that joy, that twinkle in your eye, I was like, I can't take this belt away from this guy. No, but now you got to buy Mocha a new belt more. Why do I have to buy the belt? You gifted the belt. <laughs> wow. It would probably shock you to know how much I pay for that belt, by the way. Well, I was guessing like 40. Add quite a bit more to that. What make is it? Don't take the belt off. Don't Keep the belt. The, yeah, it's weird to do that. <laughs> also, don't do it up that tight. Everything they should. <laughs> Maury, can I just tell you something about wearing a belt? Okay, yeah. everything above the belt, like immediately above the belt, should not be purple. <laughs> But I don't want my pants to fall down, right? Yeah, but you want everything else to spill out. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I'm going to read some uh, Apple reviews to you guys real quick. Uh, again, feel free to leave a rating and or review if you haven't yet done so. Okay, Suicide Anonymous writes, thank oh, you. Geez. I love you guys. I listen when I'm getting the kids off to school or on the way to work. I cried hearing your story about the first day of school. My daughter's 13 and back to school is amazing. So it gets easier. <laughs> thank you guys. Thank you. So that is from Suicide Anonymous. Uh, smooth, cool dudes, number one fan. Oh, God. The one thing I noticed <laughs> on these Apple reviews yeah. is how many people, especially since we've been reading them yeah. on the podcast, how many people are using their their name as a smooth, cool dude something <laughs> or smooth, cool dude number, uh, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Uh, it says here, I love, oh, sorry, the subject line from smooth, cool dudes <laughs> number one fan yeah. is smoothest, coolest dudes ever. I love the podcast. Best thing out there. Sadly, I've caught up to all 99 episodes. So I guess at the time they were uh, only at 99. I need more. Constant lasts all day. Keep up the great work. P.S. Ross is my favorite. Sorry, Mocha. You're cool too. Uh, Iceman1283 writes, Rob is simply the best. <laughs> Shut up, Maury. What's the matter with you? And then in brackets, put <laughs> LOL, not a typo. <laughs> Yo, more about the die real quick. And Mocha, you're so genuine and funny. You guys are the best radio station out there. I never listened to the radio before I heard of you guys. The very first time I heard you guys was when Mocha announced uh, about Cruz's arrival. Cruz, my son. And I haven't missed a single day from there on. Uh, I do take a few parenting tips from Roz, and it's helped me a lot personally. Keep doing what you guys are doing, and congratulations on your 10 years. Cheers. So that is from Iceman1283. Apple Podcast is where we get these <laughs> reviews from. So again, we always say, if you haven't yet left a review, feel free to do so, uh, because we love reading them on the podcast. You love them, right, Roz? I do, but uh, you got to give me a minute because i got to re-inflate Maury. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. All right, Megan, so we got quite the interesting text from you. <laughs> yep. Uh, and boy, oh boy, do we want to talk about it. Oh, man. Okay. Do, do you want to read this or you want me to read this? Sure. Okay. Megan writes this. Had to share this moment from last night. My boyfriend and I love Roz. I totally idolize Roz and Catherine's relationship. We were sitting on my bed chatting after doing the deed. Trying to have a cool high five moment. My boyfriend straight fist bumped my high five. We lost it. We're not as cool as Roz and Catherine. Yep. Yeah, those are awkward, huh? Yeah, I didn't think anything of it, but like we 
lost it. Like, we're pretty goofy. Like, we laugh at a lot of stuff together, I yeah. think. But, yeah, we, we thought it was hilarious. Now, are high fives and fist bumps something that you guys have already integrated into your daily r- uh, routine? No, not really. Like, we'll high five oh. over random stuff, I think. Like, if we're making dinner, like, when we're actually, like, doing something, having fun together, we'll definitely, like, high five here and there. Yeah. yeah. But, like, we were just chatting, and, like, we had a moment where we were, like, yeah, we are on the same page, and we were, like, agreeing, and we were all happy, and, like, I went to survive him, and yeah. he, like, panicked and just, like, fist bumped it. So, so who is she? I assume you put your hand up to do the high five yeah. at the same time that he was putting his hand up, but then clench it into a fist? Not quite. Like, he was a second behind, but, like, he, like, fumbled. Like, he panicked and just, like... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the worst. Yeah. Listen, we've all, I've been in that situation where you try to, like, either go to go for a fist bump or a high five or shake somebody's hand, and then yeah. you're both standing there looking like a bunch of idiots. Trying oh, my to God, yeah. Normally, it's, like, the most awkward thing ever, right? But when it's your person, it, it was just hilarious. Yeah. Jeez, I'll tell you, you know, when you when you do stuff like this, it's interesting because so much of these things should just happen in that moment and then you forget about them. You, they're not even designed to remember, right? When somebody goes yeah. in, like when your husband goes in for a fist bump and you go in for a high five and you just sort of, you tap his hand and it's weird. Uh, that's just like an in the moment thing that you're just supposed to forget and we shouldn't be talking about this weeks later. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, so what what is it about your relationship that, uh, that you feel so comfortable kind of bringing this to the, you know, very public? Oh my God, him and I laugh at every Thing. like yeah. it definitely just it immediately made me think of you and Catherine because you guys are just smooth cool couple right yeah so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. that's what they're known as yeah. the smooth cool couple uh-huh. yeah, not us not quite we're, we're trying to get there I think we're like you guys totally remind me of us like we just we literally make a joke out of everything so yeah. I don't know it just reminded me of you guys like we're, we're not quite there yet, but... I was walking through the kitchen the other day and I, uh, Catherine was standing at the fridge and I walked by her. I'm like, I'm going to smack that ass. Yeah. <laughs> and then I smacked that ass and she shrieked. I was like, man... And I go, hold on a second here. I'm like, how many times have I been in the kitchen and you smack my ass? And she goes, yeah, and I don't ask permission. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, at least I asked. I gave you warning. I made sure the kettle wasn't in your hand. You You gave it more than enough time to be like, not today. Thank you. Yes. Well, there was no option. Like I just said, I'm going to smack that ass. I gave there. She couldn't have said no at that point. The hand was in motion. Yes. I got you. Because I'll tell you, the summer month, what changes in the in the kitchen is that oftentimes I will pass Catherine and she's wearing something like loose and gauzy. Yeah. Okay. Mm. And she will have just gotten up from somewhere to go into the kitchen. And when you wear those sort of like loose gauzy sundresses, oftentimes in those first couple of moments when you stand up and start walking somewhere, the whole back of the dress is rammed in between your butt cheeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you can see both cheeks. And to me, that is devastatingly attractive. Okay? Almost irresistible when it's on Catherine. So you got to smack that ass? I got to loosen it up. (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) But at least I ask. See, when she does that to me, she doesn't ask. I just get walloped. And God forbid I bend over and then Roxy throws a penny down the crack. (laughs) (laughs) It's a whole other ball game. Yeah. Hey, Megan, thank you very much for sharing your story with us. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. Uh, Thank you for listening to the Ron's and Mocha Show. Absolutely. Oh, my God.
Yeah, no, this is like my third time calling. We love you guys. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, what's going on with Kawhi Leonard's sister? Did you see this story? Yo, did she kill somebody? I don't know, man. This headline is sister of NBA star Kawhi Leonard arrested for murder of an elderly woman. Leonard's sister, Kamisha Williams, who's 35, was charged with murder and robbery along with Candace Townswell, who's 39, for the August 31st attack at a casino in California. Ooh. And, like, the woman who died is, like, super old. Oh, no. Yeah. That's like a week nuts, and a half ago. Man. Yeah, that's nuts, man. How does that happen? Jeez. What are you doing? Quiet, if you want to come back to Toronto, I'm just saying. We'd love to have you like, back. That's, uh... Oh, God. Yeah, I read that. Because all that was happening over the weekend when... Uh, when Bianca was winning, right? Or when yeah. it would lead up the lead up to that. Which is really tough. And I was trying to watch some of the match, but I don't know how to score tennis, like I said last week. So I, I, I can only go by how the crowd reacts. Yeah. And so I know that the crowd at the US Open was very much for Serena Williams. Of course. And so I knew that when they when Bianca did something that they didn't cheer, I knew she did something great. Right. Pretty Fo- much, right? Along on, on Twitter, which is what I did. Yeah, it's very difficult because I still don't understand it. And you know what's so funny? Is I had three conversations yesterday. Yeah. One of which was with Ray Liotta. Where Ray Liotta. Ah, good fellas. Yeah, good fellas. Yeah. yeah. Ray Liotta's a great guy. I like him. Yeah. He asked me, uh, his daughter's 20. He goes, mm-hmm. How old is he? He goes, You got any kids? I go, Yeah. A daughter, she's uh, nine and a half. He goes, Yeah. You get a couple more years, you become where you before you become her exclusive ATM and Uber. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> so thanks for the So here's, this is the conversation that I had. So Bianca won on what Saturday, on right? Saturday, okay. Yeah. And then three times yesterday, I had this conversation with people. One of which was Ray Liotta, where he's like, "Hey, you, you, got, you must be real happy about uh, your Canadian girl yesterday at the U.S. Open." I was like, "Man, I'm pumped. I think she's dynamite. Love watching her play. Love women's tennis. It's ex- it was exciting for me, but I don't know how to score. I don't know how to score tennis, so I find it real difficult to follow along." And he, like two other people, went, "Oh yeah, tennis. It's like uh, it's uh, scoring in tennis. It's, uh, it's 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 its whole." It's its whole thing, and you know I know it doesn't make any sense, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, real difficult. Not one person that I had this conversation with remotely tried to explain to me how to score in tennis. Therefore, I also believe that people like Ray Liotta have gone their whole lives without knowing how to score tennis, and now they're too embarrassed to admit yeah. it. Where I'm the only one who's not embarrassed to admit that I don't know how to keep score in tennis, or who has people the serve. People like who they like. They like who they like, and they all fake it. Right. There's a couple people in the crowd that know how to score tennis yeah. properly. They're the ones that start cheering like first. Like the umpire. Yes. Everyone else. <laughs> the umpire knows. Everyone else follows their lead, right? <laughs> like Ray Liotta looked at me like, oh, you poor bugger. You missed a great game not knowing how to score. And a man has no idea how to score tennis. Looking around at the crowd. Yeah. Like if people are clapping, you're like, yeah. Hmm, all right. Every conversation I had yesterday with, with people like, oh, yeah, the tennis, it's its own thing. You got like the 15 and you got the this. And it's like, I know. I, I know. It's, it's tied, real. It's you got to go up to like 21. Listen, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? And then, yeah, and then and then somebody else goes, yeah, and then you got to win by two 
so if you're like at this and then somebody else goes no but it's not only that it's only if you do this and then the other guy goes oh yeah yeah right you gotta do that and I'm like you're the one who's trying to explain this to me <laughs> you're not doing a good like, job you took the lead on this and now you two are arguing <laughs> over nonsense <laughs> over that neither person knows what they're saying thank you <laughs> god I love tennis here we go the Roz and Mocha Show podcast our friends at Air Transat fly to over 60 destinations in 26 countries. They also got direct flights to 26 destinations in Europe. And we cannot say this enough. Those direct flights are a life saver. Yeah, the first thing you search for, obviously cost of a flight and then you want direct flights. That's why Air Transat pops up in both of those categories consistently when you search them Croatia, Paris, Athens, Dublin, Italy, Amsterdam, Portugal, Spain, London, and so many more. And again, direct flights. And when you book with Air Transat, you're basically already on vacation. Mm-hmm. Air Transat vacation is calling. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Dude, I was doing ET Canada and the studio was so hot. It was like 27 degrees. I was like sweating through my suit. I was like Matthew McConaughey. Remember that story Matthew McConaughey said that he didn't wear deodorant? And then he showed up at that awards show to accept the award, and he put the award up over his head, and he sweat through his suit. Like, do you, you know how much you have to sweat to yeah. sweat through a suit? Yeah, that's, like sure, like that's probably perspiration like, on perspiration. Right, like he had sweat rings, which was normal, I guess, but through a suit. So hold on, first you go sweat from armpit, right? Yeah. That has to build up. Yes. And then soak through your shirt. Well, no, hold on here. Because a lot of stylists, and I'm not, I don't know if he uses a stylist or not, but a lot of stylists for events like that will tell you that you have to wear some sort of like light T-shirt underneath your dress shirt just in case you do sweat. So the oh, T-shirt no. will pick it. Pick so a he lot went of it from up. skin Presumably. to T-shirt to shirt through jacket. Through suit jacket. And, that, and a suit jacket isn't just one layer of material. Like you got liner, you have seam, and you have like back lining, and then you have outside wool or whatever it is. You know how much you have to sweat? Yeah, and to it was penetrate subs- all it that. Was, yeah, and it was substantial. So that's what I felt like yesterday. I felt like Matthew McConaughey with no uh, with no deodorant. I thought about not using deodorant for a while because the story goes. I've heard it before. Uh-huh. Is that if you stop using deodorant, eventually you will stop. Like you'll still sweat, but you won't smell. That's what the story was. Yeah, but for how? Like how long? Does but it I don't take? know how long the, the transition period ex- could be a year. Experiment. Yeah, no, that's not worth it. No, it's, it's not, not worth the experiment. Not. It's not Absolutely worth it for not. me. It's like it's not. I don't hey, know if I could go through that. But I mean, me I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to put a bunch of chemicals. But I got a new deodorant. It's great. Let me ask you somewhat of a, a fashion question, right? Please. And whether or not this makes I'm an sense. Icon. Because I'm thinking about your situation and Matthew McConaughey's situation. <laughs> yeah, very similar. Right? Like, in order to keep cool, yeah. would it not make sense for situations like this yeah. to have a dress shirt, Yes, but instead of sleeves, they're cut off when you're wearing a jacket? No, that'd be worse. Because then you sweat directly onto the jacket. But what if your body, would it not help like maybe with the body temp? Keeping it cool? No, geez. But then, but then, what am I going to have to do? I'm going to have to wear dress shirt cuffs like they're bracelets, so they still poke out of the bottom part of my jacket. So I'm going to wind no. up. So you want me to dress like a Chippendale, like I'm yes. a, like I'm a waiter in a strip no, no, bar? No, 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 the cuffs could be clipped on inside the jacket, so they're not actually on your wrist. But what if? Oh 
my God. You are making my life way too difficult. I'm trying man. to keep you cool, I would just, I would just rather sweat at this point. <laughs> <laughs> right? Also, I would just be so fearful that one day somebody would see me. I would leave my door unlocked or something, and then somebody would walk in, and they would see me with a dress shirt with no sleeves and then just cuffs. <laughs> I, at that point, if that happened, I would have to start stripping. <laughs> Bras and mochas fix my life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Ricardo, how you doing, man? It's Roz and Mocha. Hey, how you guys doing? Good, buddy. Good. Uh, first of all, let's start with how old you are. I'm 22. Uh, so, Ricardo, you wrote us this. Hey, Roz and Mocha FML. Um, I got accepted to study abroad in Japan in January for six months. Uh, I've known about it for three or four months and haven't told my dad yet because when I originally brought it up to him, he was having none of it. He's one of those traditional overprotective Portuguese parents. Uh, I really want to go. It would be the experience of a lifetime, but I need a way to convince him to let me go. Uh, So you're 22, still living at home? Yeah. And okay. when you have these conversations with your dad or when you had them with your dad, what was his reasoning behind not wanting to allow you to go to Japan? Like, oh, I don't want you to be all the way across the world. You know, what if something happens, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like uh, pretty much a traditional, I guess, fob answer that you would get if you were trying to just go anywhere. What were the reasons you gave him for wanting to go? Uh, well, Part of it is that I would be living on my own even for six months. So, like, it'd be a good experience. It's not a good enough and reason. Like, not a good enough reason. Not a good enough reason. Not a good enough reason. Uh, what are you studying that's going to take you out to Japan? What is it that's so exclusive about you going to Japan? Or is this just you just want to go to Japan? Sort of me just wanting to go to Japan. Not a good enough reason. Yeah. Not a good enough reason, bro. Let me tell you how these things work, okay? Do you, so, do you, you live at home right now. Do you work? Yeah. You do. Okay, so who's paying for you to go to Japan? Uh, I would be paying. And in full? Like, you'd be paying everything? Yeah. Okay. And, like, you found a place to live, you found out, like, what it's going to cost for rent, what it's going to cost for food, like, you budgeted everything for living in Japan for six months? Yeah, it would be six to $10,000. At what point did you present your father with the financial plan? I haven't because okay. when I originally okay. brought okay. it up to Bro, him, I'm going to hold on a second here. Your, your reasoning for want to go because you think it's cool to live on your own in Japan for six months. That is not a good reason. Here's, here's what you need to do if you want to convince your dad. How independent are you within the household you live in right now? In terms of things that I do. In terms of do you contribute to the household? No. Do you do, do, you do, all, the, do, you do all your own dishes? Yeah. Okay. Do you, are you independent in the sense that you have things that you are responsible for in the household that somebody won't do if you don't do them? For the most part, minus laundry. Okay. So you don't do your own laundry? <laughs> no. Okay, bro. Here's but the I thing. Well, if you it. want to convince your parents that you get to go take a course in Japan, first thing you need to do is present it with a financial plan. The, yeah. Okay. The most important thing you're going to have to do is when they say, why do you want to do this? You have to have very good reasons as to why you want to do this that are not, I think it would be cool to live in Japan for six months. Okay. <laughs> you need to know the success rate of this course. You need to come at them with reviews of other people who have done this course. You need to come at them with the plan of what happens when you come back. You need to come at them with a plan of where you're living. I would get the crime rate statistics for the area. Area if your father's worried about it. That's a good one. Okay. Yeah. You need to know, you need to have background on why this person who's going to be teaching you what they're teaching you is the only person you're going to get this education from. You need to have all of this before you even think about asking to go to Japan. 
I never thought about that. What is it that you're studying anyway? Public relations. You're going to go to oh Japan to study PR? Well, come on. <laughs> Be honest, Ricardo. This is a BS thing that you're doing to try to convince everybody else around you, including yourself, that you just want to go to Japan for six months. Well, it, it would just be a good like life experience. That's why I No, I no, exactly. Go. So studying is not the reason. The real reason is that you just think it would be cool to be in Japan for six months. Well, I've been told that the, the six months I'd be there will be really informative, but also that it's mainly, even they said it themselves at the International Center, that a lot of it is that it's a good life experience to be there for six months and that you learn a lot about yourself. Okay, then we're talking about we're talking about two different things yeah. here, okay? I, you're, if, if you are going there for education, you have, because it's very expensive, bro. Like this is a, to go and yeah, do, P, to go and do PR in Japan, okay? This is your show. Selling out a lot of money to go and take a PR course in Japan, and that's a you, you have a hard time convincing anybody that that's a, a good investment on your future. Okay, so now if you just want to go and live on your own somewhere for six months, then that's a different conversation. Yeah. I would take the school out of this completely. You're 22; you can go at this now. At that point, was saying I'm going to move out at some point. Okay, why not just let me go and do six months, see see what I can learn, see how much I can grow. Then I'm going to come back. We can regroup. Maybe I get my own place closer to home, but I'm growing up. I'm becoming a man, and this is part of the, the process, and I'd really appreciate it if you were with me in this process as opposed to against me in this process. But do not come at your parents with, I want to go and take a PR course in Japan, man. Yeah. Okay, and build that financial plan. Mm-hmm, I will. Okay. And start doing your own laundry, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're <laughs> know, 22. Your mom shouldn't be washing your drawers, man. <laughs> like that's weird. It's weird. No, you guys are right. It's I need weird. A, I need a. I need a get on that. Yeah. <laughs> Hurry up. <laughs> Hi, Ricardo. All you right. got the. You got the advice. Are you guys like going to ask who my favorite is? Oh, sure. Okay, sure. Ricardo, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Roz, because he's a great father. Oh, wow. And Mocha's not. <laughs> like, yo, I hope your pop. I hope your pops doesn't let you go now. No, you said a long time ago that you just wish that one person would say that oh, you're a great father. Oh, 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 okay. That makes it all different. That's right. You know, that's right. Because you Mocha's always did that's okay. Now it all makes sense because people always come up and they're like, oh my God, I like Mocha because he's so sensitive and he cries and he's a great dad, everything else. And they're like, why do you like Roz best? And they were like, he's cool, I guess. <laughs> you know what even though like i know you were like half joking and and the reason why you picked Roz and said he's a great father Doesn't but like deep i know but like deep down inside that like hurt, my it hurt. i know it i really hurt does. for you <laughs> when you tell someone that they're not a great father no he didn't actually say that but no, that's i know thing. but that's how i feel now of course he didn't even say you out of the out of the compliment wow dude yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Ricardo. Yeah, tell your dad I think he's no. a great man and he's doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on Kiss. Last night was good. It was uh, there was good carpets. Everybody saw the Joker last night. I did not yeah. see the Joker last night. No, and people were. Did just, you get the invite? Uh, no, too late, Holmes. Oh, what time? It's it was like a nine o'clock movie. <gasps> There's no please. Yeah, no. Bachelor in Paradise was on last night. That's yeah. hour two. Yeah. <laughs> 9 p.m. is starting yeah. of hour two Thank of Bachelor you. in Paradise. Thank no you. thanks. Thank you. Sorry, Joaquin. I'll wait to see you with the rest of the world in yeah. October. Yeah. So uh, I didn't go to that, but uh, but that happened last night and people were losing their minds over it. Yeah. Like losing their minds over this movie. 
like crazy. Yeah. Um, so that's now are people now losing their minds over it because they've read that people have been losing their minds for the past no four weeks. Like they've given into the hype no. and they're like, now I believe it. No, I think that people were like cautiously skeptical when it won the Golden Lion in Venice, which is the top prize of the Venice Film Festival. I think that people were like, wow, like, okay, so this isn't just cool and it's not just a great performance. Like, this is an actually really great film. Yeah. And that sort sort of upped the hype for its premiere last night and people saw it last night and this isn't fanboys saying that this movie's cool. Like, it's not like when other origin story things happen where you get the sci-fi or the comic book fanboys and even those blogs and the reviewers where they will they're just dying for something different in that genre regular moviegoers the praise isn't for this in a genre the praise is for this as a masterpiece wow yeah yeah wow yeah dude it's wild i'm telling you like i'm glad i'm hearing these reviews but i'm also cautious because i don't want it to ruin my movie going experience. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. when Black Panther came out, everyone was like, oh my God, this is the greatest Marvel movie ever. Right. But also, and it took me a while to watch Black Panther. And then eventually I watched Black Panther and I was like, yeah. it was okay. Yeah, it was okay. It wasn't even the third greatest Marvel movie of that year. Um, but here, at, at the same time though, because I know that we talked yesterday about film festival hype. Yeah. And how people can sort of go overboard with their reactions to movies. Yeah. So let me read you this as a continuation of what we were discussing yesterday. Mm. This from the Hollywood Reporter. Okay. Jennifer Lopez is poised to land her first Oscar nom for Hustlers. Get out of here, man. The Hollywood Reporter is getting into Hustlers. Remember when I said that people were saying... Like just like sort of on Twitter, grassroots, regular people who saw Hustlers were calling it Oscar worthy. Hollywood Come Reporter. On. Okay, I'm telling you, Hollywood Reporter. Jennifer Lopez is poised to land her first okay, Oscar so nom for here's Hustlers. Here's a question: Why do we all have such a hard time with these headlines <laughs> about Hustlers being this incredible masterpiece? This. Listen, I haven't seen it, so I can't comment. Like I really can't. I would love to sort of pull this story apart, or maybe even get behind it and start the campaign for J Lo for Hustlers for Oscar. But I haven't seen the movie yet, so I can't. But that's the headline. It's a movie about strippers? No, dude. This is not this has nothing to do with the fact that it's a movie about strippers. If it was just a movie about strippers, it would never be at TIFF. Hmm. Masterpiece is what they're calling it. <laughs> Come on, man. Everything's a masterpiece. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Ah, uh, TIFF in full effect in Toronto. David Moore, he talked to uh, Jamie Foxx and Michael B. Jordan yesterday. Oh, yeah? Or over the weekend, sorry. About their movie, Just Mercy. Brie Larson is also in this movie. I want to see this movie so bad. What's it about? But at the same time, I don't. Because you know how I... I don't deal well with movies that have to do with either racism or, like, social injustice. I just feel bad for the main characters. Like that movie 42, the baseball movie starring Black Panther. That movie messed me up. I only watched it once because I didn't like the way, I mean, true story. But the way he was being treated, you know, throughout his baseball career, throughout his life. Man, that affected me so much. And these movies are tough too on on all sorts of different levels. Because if you remember remember last year with Green Book, 
where for about a day, Green Book was hailed as this wonderful story of race relations, everything else. And by the end of the weekend, it turned into the backlash happened over yeah. Green Book. And then that backlash went all the way through to Academy Awards. I mean, it won, but the world sort of collectively turned on their intentions. Yeah. And so these movies now aren't as, they're not as simple to put together as uh, as they used to be. I didn't uh, see this movie. Did Jamie you, did you see it more? A, you didn't see it. No, nobody saw it. Jamie Foxx is a uh, convict, and Michael B. Jordan plays a lawyer. This is all takes place in Alabama. Okay. Jeez. And Michael B. Jordan say no more <laughs> is on a quest to prove that Jamie Foxx is actually innocent. He okay. didn't commit the crime. Right. And then you find out later that there are other inmates who had been wrongfully convicted. Right. And Michael B. Jordan is trying to help these people out. So as is, well. the, is this sort of like an indictment against the death penalty kind of thing? Is that and what? All these folks, yeah. all these people that Michael B. Jordan is going to represent and try to help out are all on death row. Right. You Pretty remember, serious, man. Remember that years ago? I remember growing up when you would see on the news these big protests out in front of prisons all over the U.S. where people would be protesting because they were going to put somebody to death who's on death row. You don't see those anymore. No. Those protests don't make any news anymore. No. That, but that was a weekly thing. Oh, yeah. It was, sure. like, they, they would get like national news. I like Michael B. Jordan a lot. He's great. I just watched so Creed great. again a couple weeks ago. Did like you? I'm such a big fan yeah, of his. He's got an intensity that like not a lot of other people have. And one of the questions Maury asked, because this is a very, very serious movie, yeah. is in between takes when they're on set, like, how do you keep things kind of not so serious, keep things light right. when you're in an intense situation? Michael B. Jordan, how do you, when it's such a serious movie like it is, how do you keep things light on set when the cameras aren't rolling? Oh, man, have you met Jamie Foxx? Man, that guy, no, he's awesome. He's amazing. I think uh, we find moments to, to try to have fun. You know, um, some of the situations are so absurd uh, that actually really happen, you know, that we, we, you had to find the laughter and, and the insanity of some of these uh, situations. Uh, then you have somebody like Jamie Foxx on set who was always constantly playing music and telling jokes. He's an entertainer. He definitely kept the crew and everybody very light uh, in moments that were that seemed pretty dark. So it was uh, it was a good time. There you go. Yeah, I want to see this movie. Also caught up with uh, Jamie Foxx, who talks about the hope in this movie, the hope that this movie gives. The hope in this movie, it's almost like watching a, your favorite football game or soccer, whatever it is. It's like you cannot wait for something great to happen. And yes, because it's justice. And the way our world is right now, we need a bit of it. And here's the thing. I always talk about this, the evolution of freedom. Freedom always evolves. We get it wrong back in, in, in the day. But we eventually get things right because the good humans, not what you always see in the press because they show us a lot of the bad stuff, but it's good people out there, man, doing great things to help us keep making those steps towards where there will always be something, but it won't be this same thing over and over again about me as a black man riding in my car afraid of a police officer that I actually know so many police officers, but we want to be able to give our kids and their kids' kids a different light. Think about this. My daughter 10 years old she don't know it's a big deal to have a black president she don't know that she's like well that's just what it is that's the beauty of a good black people good white people good everything in between all walking towards leveling the playing field and i always call it eating pizza and i know y'all don't know what that means but pizza pizza's from italy right but you don't go i'm eating pizza from italy <laughs> you just eat pizza so that's what we want there you go michael b jordan and jamie fox talking about their new movie just mercy this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. 
working the many TIFF events that you work across mm-hmm. for ET Canada, mm-hmm. do you actually look like? Are there any stars that you look forward to seeing, no. or that you look forward to speaking to because no. you've had like a good experience no. speaking to them in the past? No, no. or it's all just kind of like the same. Yeah, you sort of just take it as it comes, and uh, I, 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 a good experience just sort of happens in the moment because I've had I've had awkward experiences before mm-hmm. with people where I I've sort of carried with me this sort of version of them in my head that maybe was wrong and that I was wrong because yeah. I know over the weekend I talked to two people who in the past I haven't had like the best kind of rapport with and I haven't had the best. I don't know, and and I and I'm I probably got it wrong, and I know that I came around to one of them a, a little while ago, and it was actually really great to talk to her. But the two best interviews that I did over the weekend were Kristen Stewart and Dakota Johnson, which you would really? not think that those two they were the most lively, they were the most fun, they were the coolest. Hold on, they Kristen were, Stewart, Kristen Stewart, yes, yes, yeah. Kristen Stewart is so. I don't know. I I I think it was because she, and I say this all the time, and I know I've said it on this show. She strikes me as somebody who, after all of that went down with Twilight, that she got a taste of what that sort of young starlet superstar feels like, and she didn't like it, and she dipped from that world, kept acting, but she dipped from that sort of... The celebrity world, right? Yeah, that, that, that like being young and famous world. She I always have, thought she was she, just like a low-key attitude. She doesn't have social media. Yeah. She doesn't have, like, none of that stuff that you you think would be, pre- would somebody would put pressure on a young woman in this business. Uh, but when you talk to her, she's just so great. Like she's because she's not part of that world, I think, and you don't hear from her constantly. Like you're not sitting here inundated on a Monday with Kristen Stewart Insta stories. Right. That, that to talk to her is an actual joy. Yeah. Because when she what she says to you is new. Mm-hmm. Right when she says something on a on a on a red carpet or during an interview with you, it's new. It's not something that she said before uh, in a tweet or in an Instagram post or or a story or whatever it is. So you it, you feels different. It really does. So she was definitely the joy uh, over the weekend. Yeah, it's 100%. not like we're interviewing Lady Gaga, and every chance she gets, she tells you she's Italian. <laughs> no, I, I love Lady Gaga. <laughs> Come on, man. Hey, by the way, did you know I'm yeah, Italian? Yeah. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, so the film festival is still going on, TIFF. And here, I'm going to come in here, please. And um, so let's start with this. Christian Bale on the carpet last night for Ford v. Ferrari. And right after that carpet was the Joker carpet. And Christian Bale was, of course, Batman. So I'm talking to Christian Bale at the front of the carpet for ET Canada. And I'm like, I want to know about Joker. And I want to know your take on Robert Pattinson as the new Batman. So here's that. I have to ask you your thoughts on, I mean, you guys are on the carpet now. In a couple hours, it's Joaquin Phoenix with Joker. What's your take on it? Oh, was you it? excited? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, look, Joaquin is one of the best actors around, you know. And obviously, I work with Heath. And, you know, um, you know, it's a brave thing to follow up that performance. Yeah. And, um, uh, he always makes really interesting choices, um, and uh, no, look, look, the dynasty. Uh, yeah. wish, wish them, uh, wish them the best with that. And uh, has Robert Pattinson reached out to you at all? Um, he hasn't. No, but I, I think he's a fantastic choice. He's interesting. 100%. You know? yeah. Yes, absolutely, my man. Thank you so much. Right. Congratulations on this. Really appreciate your time. 
So that was um, Christian Bale. And he's really nice. He's, he's awesome. And yeah. Matt Damon on that carpet. And so I'm, as Maury said, in first class at the front of the carpet. And yeah. Maury is in coach. In, in coach, right? And so I have these two fantastic interviews oh. with Robert Pattinson, uh, with um, uh, Christian, Christian Bale, Bale yeah. and Matt Damon. And then I look down at Maury a couple minutes later and he just is this defeated look on his face, mm. right? And I walk over to him and I put my hand on his back and I'm like, what's going on, Maury? And Maury's like, they just blew by. They didn't even stop. Yeah. So rude. And I'm like, okay, anyway, I had great interviews with them, but I feel bad for you. And then Maury's like, has a piece of paper in his hand. He's like, I had all these questions and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, let me see those questions, Maury, for a second. So, like, you get two seconds with somebody on the carpet, and Maury has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten questions that he was going to What is this, ask. a 60 minutes interview? Yeah. You got to be prepared. Okay, you want to know you want to know Maury's question number yeah. one. Do you want me to read this or do you want to read this? Can you I, do it, can you I do please? It, you do it. Yeah, can I please. Okay, yeah, so okay. Maury again, super pissed off that Matt Damon and Christian Bale in Ford versus Ferrari yeah. walked right by him. Okay, question one on Maury's sheet. Ford crying out loud, "You wheelie are amazing in this film." <laughs> that was going to be your opening line. <laughs> that would have done very well. Is your mind erasing on what to say to me right now? It's a it's a race car movie. I hope all this praise isn't making you tired. <laughs> when do we get to the actual questions? <laughs> That's how he's gonna start. That's three. You oh. usually get one. And then they'll be like, okay, right? thanks. Okay, <laughs> thanks. So I say to Maury, I say to Maury, listen, okay, Joker Carpet is coming up next. Yeah. He's coming back for that one. I'm like, Joaquin Phoenix is notorious for just not talking to anybody. He may stop for you because you got the whole thing going on with the helmet and everything else. Yeah. I go, so just roll on everything, right? Okay. Like just in case you get like that one second, just make sure you're rolling on everything from the moment the man gets out of the car to the moment he may stop and talk to you. Yeah. The Joker. Everybody's loving this movie. So this is what Maury rolled on last night. Okay, Joaquin Phoenix is now on the carpet doing photos. <laughs> okay, stop. Okay. <laughs> what the hell's going on? What the yeah, hell exactly. is that? What are you doing? I'm practicing my Joker laugh. Why? Right? So that to get For his what? attention, I'm going to do my Joker laugh, and he's going to hear it and be like, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> so you Joaquin think... Joaquin Phoenix is going to go, dude, that's awesome. You think you're going to stand there like a weirdo going like this, <laughs> yeah. and Joaquin Phoenix is going to be like, okay, everyone... Yeah. I need to go talk to that guy. <laughs> yes! Okay, here we go. Okay, Joaquin Phoenix is now on the carpet doing photos. Ha ha ha! Ha 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 Totally walked right by everybody. That's great. Did you call him a walking phoenix? Yeah, I'm like, look, there's a walking phoenix. <laughs> and I'm surprised he didn't race over to you. Maybe he didn't hear me. What would you have asked walking phoenix? Oh, I wasn't prepared for that. Oh. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So Hustlers is getting like... Mad props, huh? Dude, I'm telling you. like It's like uh, last year when A Star is Born came out. Everybody was like, oh my God, this movie's going to win all the Academy Awards. And people are saying that about Hustle. Like, I'm legit, full on, not even, no joke, 
seeing a lot of people who saw Hustlers at the film festival. J-Lo, Constance Tweeting Wu. that it should get all the Academy Awards. Um, Cardi B. Cardi B's in it. Lizzo's in it. Yeah. Um, Madeline Brewer from Handmaid's Tale. Mm-hmm. Did you see this movie, Maury? I did. And I, I'll tell you the question I was too chicken to ask either people I spoke to. Which is? If the tables were turned and this was male dancers ripping off women, what would yeah. the reaction be? Nothing. Nobody would ever make that movie. Oh. There's well, your answer. Because <laughs> there's no story there. Okay, great. I'm glad I didn't ask the question. <laughs> so there's, more no, there's no sort of long history. Anyway. But you know uh, what I mean. Talk to both uh, Constance Wu and J-Lo. We're going to start with this, which is the headline was that J-Lo punched Constance Wu in the face oh. during the making of this movie. Is it true that J-Lo actually literally punched you in the face while filming this movie? This is not true. This has been blown out of proportion. She did not punch me in the face. We did a fight scene in which we're fighting over a cell phone and the cell phone accidentally hit me in the nose very hard. Um, and it caused like a big bruise and a big bump. But it wasn't, nobody was socking it to my face, you know, and it was a complete accident. She felt so bad. Great story the other way, though. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's why they spun it that way. We want to make it make it sound better. So hold on a second. J-Lo threw a phone at Constance Wu's face? I guess Headline, the- write that up. <laughs> <laughs> Send it out to every media outlet you know. Those things change. <laughs> story changes so fast. Uh, and then Maury was trying to act... Uh, a little relatable to the story of hustlers and stripping. Relatable to hustlers. Listen to this because he asked Constance Wu for some advice on giving oh, Matthew a lap dance. No. Have you ever given Matthew a lap dance? No. Uh, oh, oh. Why do you say it like that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for asking a very, uh, yeah. you know. A regular question of a guy that's married. When to, would I have time for but that? But obviously you want to because you brought it up in an interview. It would be nice. Okay. People can't see us right now, um, but walk me through some advice if I wanted to give my husband a lap dance. Well, I'll tell you what Cardi told me, Ooh, which is Cardi like, B. you don't got to do much. You only oh. got to like move an inch. Just keep it slow. It's not about the moves. I think it's a... Uh, it's about reading his body and seeing what responds. So I think I think you should just experiment with him and find y'all's lap dance rhythm together. Yeah, See, that's not, great advice. It's not the choreography, it's the pressure. <laughs> that's great advice. Did you use that advice over the weekend? No, not yet. No, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Mario with J-Lo. Jennifer Lopez. How did you know when you were on set, aside from the incredible talent, by the way, loved the movie, how did you know that we're on to something amazing here? I mean, I just always believe, when I read the script, I was like, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be great. This is a based on an article that was a true story. This was, you know, it's a fictional movie, but it's it's there's a reality to it. This was happening. Things like this were going on. And it was just like, wow. And when we put this cast together and Lorene, you know, had such a clear vision for how she wanted to shoot this movie and what it was going to be. And she picked the perfect people to be in it. It just, you feel it. There's something that just happens on set. You're like, this is, this feels good. This looks good. This is this is the right vibe right now. There you go. Jennifer Lopez and Constance Wu on the new movie Hustlers, which premiered at TIFF. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, why is The weekend trending right now? What did he do? Release new music? Uh, no, he changed his hair, got rid of his beard, and just kept a mustache. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 
<laughs> showed up uh, on the red carpet at TIFF last night. Everyone was like, who is that? And what happened to Abel? Uh, man, I'm, hold on here. Let me find a picture. Right pictures? Here. Was it from last night? Yeah, he has... That doesn't uh, even look like him. Right? He doesn't have... Like, he, he just looked like he didn't do anything to his hair. It's just, like, blown out. Yeah. Afro-ish. I'll tell you the other reason why it doesn't look like him. Because the picture I'm looking at, he's smiling. Oh, yeah, true. CeCe's teeth. Like, I don't know. Those? Yeah. <laughs> you don't see, there's not a lot of shots of the weekend smiling. Yeah. But he's like, he's really enjoying himself last night. Yeah. But man, that does not look like him. He's no. just wearing like a straight up blue suit, white shirt, no tie. No Bella. No. I mean, they broke up, but whatever. I like them as a couple. People uh, are saying that he looks like uh, Jack Black at Nacho Libre. <laughs> I don't know. With a little bit, if his mustache was just a little, little bit thinner, he'd look yeah. like Bruno Mars a little bit. Yeah, he's got. You're right. He's got that Bruno Mars look. Right? No, he looked Shem, like he was having a hell of a time last like night. Lionel Richie. He does look a little like <laughs> Lionel Richie. <laughs> <laughs> I saw. I, I'm seeing that a lot because Adam Sandler showed up on the red carpet last night, and he's, he's got just a mustache now, too. Yeah. And then, but you know what? It doesn't look weird on Adam Sandler, because no. I feel like we've seen him with just a mustache yeah. before. He's like, Adam Sandler always looks like he's undercover when he's got a mustache. Yeah. Um, and then, who else did I see that had a mustache? Uh, Austin Matthews. Austin from Matthews? The Leafs. He has a mustache now? Yes! I saw, is it for the season, or no, is it just like know, he just grew it over the summer, and then I don't when the know. season starts, he's going to shave it off? I don't know. All I know is I saw a shot of him, and he's got a, and he's got a mustache. Uh, so yeah, I think it, they're making a comeback. They have to be, right? Would you I'm not do doing it? No. no, why not? I'm not doing it. Why man. not? I don't want come to. Come on. I like the beard too much. No, come no, on. It would look weird. Me and you, mustache brothers. <laughs> oh no, yeah. I can't. Why I not? <laughs> no way. Why not? I would have to convince uh, ET Canada to let me just keep a mustache, but it seems very popular right now. Because my beard's so great anyway that it looks like I'm wearing a fake mustache anyway. <laughs> it doesn't look like it. My, uh, my, oh, my yeah, beard. Austin Matthews, look at that. My, Boy's uh, just showing me a picture of Austin Matthews. With right? Does, and it's kind of okay. cool on him, right? Sure, it he suits looks good. Him. He's a good looking guy. It suits him. But come on, me and you. Why not? Ah. Why not? Would you just do oh. it for like a little while? <laughs> oh man, I'd look like my dad from the 80s. I swear. So would I. So would I. Just a stash? Yeah. <laughs> It'd be so great. If It'd be so great. Okay, but listen. look at how cool it looks. Like, go back and look at that picture of the weekend, right? <laughs> he looks great. Has he ever looked better? I don't think he's looked better. No, man. Look at him. Look at how happy he is. He wants to dance on the ceiling. Look at it. Of all the looks that the weekend's had, right? You ever seen him step on a carpet and smile like that and just be like, oh, man. I don't think I've ever seen the weekend smile. Right. You know why he's smiling right now? Why? That mustache, man. <laughs> I'm telling you. He's so proud. <laughs> oh, my God. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Yo, so this Goldfinch movie is pretty serious, huh? Yeah. When you just like read the description, it's like... It stars Nicole Kidman, Finn Wolfhard, Sarah Paulson, Luke Wilson, and Ansel... Elgore. Elgore. And the movie's out on Friday. And the description reads like this. Theo Decker was only 13 when his mother died in a museum bombing sending him on an odyssey of grief and guilt, reinvention and redemption. Oof. Through it all, he holds on to one tangible piece of hope from that terrible day, a priceless painting of a bird chained to its perch, the goldfinch. 
It's based on a book. Wow. People have not been kind for the reviews for this movie, though. Really? No. No, and it's, and it's yeah, and it's crazy because it was one of those ones where everybody was just like so dying to dying to see this, and I, you always know. Like, I didn't even read the reviews because people are just so snooty at TIFF for yeah. most of it. So I don't even, I don't know if I like I don't know if I trust the good reviews for movies, and I don't know if I trust the bad reviews. Like, they usually fall somewhere in the middle. But the only thing that I read yesterday was people are being brutally honest about their thoughts about Goldfinch, and really? I was like, and I was like, I can't get into that world. Huh. I just I just can't get into that world. Uh, Finn Wolfhard is in this Love movie. Film he plays Mike on Stranger Things. He's in the yeah. movies. Is he taller than you now, Moore? He is, he is. now. But Jeez, the man. last time when he was he visited us on the Razamoka show maybe two and a half, three years ago. Yeah, he was a kid, and he was even at that point he was pretty much at Maury's yeah. height, and now <laughs> totally. taller, way totally. taller, totally, way taller. Yeah. However. Maury's voice way higher for some reason. Man, good to see you again. Good to see ya. Is this your first film fest? Yeah, I, this is my first film <laughs> festival, so it's been really fun. Stranger Things, It Chapter 2, and coming up, Ghostbusters. In all these roles, you seem so fearless. Is there anything you're actually afraid of? Oh, totally. It would be, I would be a psychopath if I wasn't actually afraid of something. Um, I'm afraid of flying once in a while. I mean, it's something that I have to do on the regular, so I'm pretty used to it now. But I have a fear of anxiety. It's a big one in my life. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a normal breathing human, so I definitely have fears. What do you want people to discuss when they're leaving the theater for this? I mean, very heavy subject. What are you hoping you know, people get out of the movie? I, I think it's a huge moral of just, like, growing up and how people come in and out of your lives and that you have no control over it. And... You know, it's bleak on the surface, but, you know, you have a lot of a lot of really positive and silver linings in the movie in general, so. We love you on our show. You know that. No, Continue, you. It's unbelievable. Continued success. Thank you must you. just pinch yourself from time to time going, I can't believe it's it. insane. Also, why is your voice so high? And good to see you again. Good to see ya. Is this your first film fest? Yeah. <laughs> My yeah. favorite was, <laughs> you normally seem fearless. <laughs> what are you afraid of? Oh. <laughs> You're like one question away from asking him if he knows how to tie his own shoes. <laughs> you know how to tie your own shoes in? This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. On the red carpet at TIFF, Dan Mori met uh, Rain Wilson, a.k.a. Dwight from The Office. Yeah, man. Funny guy, I guess. Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> I still love The Office, as I'm sure everybody else does. And I know comedy's been showing like they've been running through the uh, the series like at oh do they various yeah. times throughout the day. And I find it very hard to concentrate during the day when those episodes are on because I just end up sitting on the couch watching them. Right. <laughs> this didn't go well for Maury, though, huh? It did not. No. Uh, Rain Wilson's in town to talk about his movie Blackbird, starring Sam Neill. Susan Sarandon, Kate Winslet. No release date yet for it. But it's another one of these serious movies. It says, uh, a terminally ill mother, Susan Sarandon, invites her family to the country house for one final gathering. Having considered her remaining options, and with the support of her husband, Paul, she has decided to end her life on her own terms. Wow. Dan Moore gets dissed by Rain Wilson ASAP. How are you? Rain Wilson, how are you? Hey, good. Are you with the radio station? I am. And you know what's the funny thing is I'm talking to Rain and today it rained. 
That's not that funny. Oh. It's a, I don't know if you're one of those kind of funny disc jockey kind of types, but you should work on the comedy aspect of your whole shtick. How do you keep things light on set? Pause for one there, second. Is, pause for one second. Pause for one second. Pause for one second. I don't need to hear anything else. Uh, I will just say this. We can, but I just need to say this. Okay, guys like Rain Wilson, right, who are like the funny guy on TV, but like the super serious guy in real life. Yeah. Okay, when one of those guys tells somebody that they're not funny... That is hysterical. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, so he just made, like, this clip where he's like, Maury does the bad joke, and Rain Wilson's like, that's not funny. Work on your material. That is hysterical. Like, Maury's joke is now, to me, hysterical because... I just... Because Rain Wilson didn't find it funny. Now I find it hysterical. For me, I just can't separate Dwight Schrute from Rain Wilson. Oh, you need to because they are two very different people. So I just picture Dwight Schrute in that mustard yellow shirt. No, 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 dude. They are two very different people. <laughs> but now, damn it, Maury, that joke is now hysterical to me. Would you like to hear it again? Please. How are you? Rain Wilson, how are you? Hey, good. Are you with the radio station? I am. And you know what's the funny thing is I'm talking to Rain and today it rained. That's not that funny. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a, I don't know if you're one of those kind of funny disc jockey kind of types, but you should work on the comedy aspect of your whole shtick. How do you keep things light on set when there, when there is, you know, a sad moment in the film and the camera stop rolling? How do you keep things light well um i take my pants off i gotta tell you one of my favorite movies of the festival this was fantastic now your career you've really fueled off laughter now you're you're fueling off tears as well how do you react to either well you know it's all part of the human experience isn't it we laugh a little bit we cry a little bit and um i just i'm really psyched that as an actor i get to i get to do it all i'm always going to find a humorous way in to even really sad stories and this uh, this film Blackbird uh, there's a lot of laughs in this film it actually is very funny because it really ultimately is about family and families are effed up <laughs> and it rained <laughs> rain Wilson everybody <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast Renee Zellweger's in town and she was on the red carpet last night Tiff of course for a new movie called Judy Judy in theaters on September 27th. And the description for this movie reads like this. Oscar winner, Renee Zellweger, delivers a note-perfect performance as Judy Garland during the last year of her life in Rupert Rupert Gould's moving adaptation of the stage play End of the Rainbow. Mm -hmm. And man, oh man, was Maury excited to talk to Renee. Well, yeah, because Renee's not only Judy and Renee's not only... From Jerry Maguire. Renee's also Chicago. Right? Oh, look, there she is. Come on, babe. Why don't we paint that town and all that jazz? I love it. Look at you. This is the cool. I'm so excited because this was my favorite movie at the festival. I was bawling my eyes out. And as a young gay guy, this was oh, such a movie we on. need. You must have had the time of your life being Judy Garland. Thank you for saying that. I sure did. I felt like, you know, just being immersed in that experience of learning and, and learning about her and having the legacy, the materials of her legacy around. 
around us all the time. Yeah, it was very special. It's like a gay trifecta because you're a gay role model, Judy Garland's a gay role model, and now you're together in one. I am honored. That's I am true. honored for that title. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Somewhere over the rainbow, way up high. Well, that's much better than my take, so I think you should keep going. Where dreams are like mountaintops and mountaintops are inside you. It's not your first time, is it? It's- I do it in the shower all the time. Yeah, me too. Guilty. <laughs> okay. Oh, man, there's so much to go through. Uh, Where do you want to start? Okay, so... Uh, Okay, so first of all, a trifecta is three things. Yeah. Okay, so we'll just get that out of the way. Hold on. What? What I said was you, her, together. Three. No? You, her. Like Judy Garland. Yes. Renee. Yes, that's two. And now one. No, that's not. A, the one doesn't become a third. Oh, see, in my mind no. it was like... You and her and now. Uh, no. Yeah, well, <laughs> also in your mind. Okay, Where dreams are on. like mountaintops and mountaintops are inside you. Okay, at what point also, like at what point, uh, what age can a person stop referring to themselves as young? Right? I think it's like, how you feel. No. no you're beyond young, Maury. Like, I think that when you look at somebody like Renee, Renee Zellweger is not that much older than you are. Yeah. And so when you look at somebody like Renee Zellweger and say, or when you write... Anna Wintour, and you always use the as a young gay guy. Because then I feel like people would be like, well, that's great. I know, but then when they meet you, they see your old ass. <laughs> they go, that's a young gay guy. Right, like, do you think that you would walk it? Do you, do you think anywhere, like anywhere, would they be like, hey, do you know uh, Maury from the Rosamoker show? Uh, yeah, well, it's uh, Maury, yeah, yeah. You know, the young gay guy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, nobody yeah, would ever yeah, say that. that. Nobody's <laughs> no. ever said that. Nobody's. You're the only person that has ever said that, Maury. Dude, well, if you say it like 30 or 40 times, it sticks. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't work that way. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. And celebrate Tiff. Man, all the stars in town. All the stars on the Roz and Mocha Show. You still watch um, This Is Us? Nah. Did you give up on that show? Nah, yeah. Wow. Maury I, I, and, and Shem, who are here. Are both like fist pumping. They I, love that show. So I, what season I, is it now? Four. Season four? Are they going into four or they're going into four? September 24th is when This Is Us returns. But you gave up, huh? Yeah, I liked season one because I like the I like the sort of mystery element about it. I like the 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 idea that you were anticipating, you know, how the dad died. I liked the trick at the beginning. I liked everything. I like uh um, Sterling K. Brown's character, and I think his wife is the best character on that show. She's the best, but the other two siblings, yeah, can't. I can't I, at all. I, I, they, yeah. I'm, I'm sure as people, they are lovely and they're fantastic actors. Those two characters, I cannot watch one second of because they are so just self-centered wow. and awful. Awful. And the way, that, the way that that girl treats Toby is criminal. It's criminal. Hey. Sorry. Why don't you tell us how you really <laughs> You asked! <laughs> uh, Sterling K. Brown's been on the Razamoga show before, and he's just such a nice guy. Yeah. He's in a movie called Waves, which is out November 8th. The future is bright for Tyler. This is the description of the movie. Who seems to have everything he needs, a wealthy family to support him, a spot on the high school wrestling team, and a girlfriend he's head over heels in love with. Committed to greatness and under intense scrutiny from his father, played by Sterling K. Brown, 
Tyler spends his mornings and nights training. But when pushed to the limit, cracks in the perfect... What is this word? Fascade? Did you write this right? <laughs> oh, facade of Tyler's existence start to show. And the stage is set for a true American tragedy. Sterling K. Brown uh, with David Moore. I love it. Oh, Sterling K. Brown! How you doing, man? I'm, I'm going to try not to cry because it's you. <laughs> That's... Just looking at you makes my husband and I bawl. Oh, you're too sweet. What, how does it feel? It's like everything you do, it's like, it's like we want to just cry. I consider it an honor that people let down their guard. Because I think that's what you have to do. You have to let down your guard and allow yourself to feel. And if there's something about me and what I do that gives you permission to feel, then I consider it an honor. Like, okay, first of all, do you ever cry watching yourself? Yes. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah, because when I watch myself, I'm not oh, watching as a critic. I'm actually watching as a fan of the show. So, like, I experience it like an audience member, even though I'm the person huh. that did it. That's crazy. Most people don't have that ability. No, not at all. They no. can't separate. No, that's awesome. I like themselves that. Themselves from themselves. So I great, guess, that guy, if that man. Makes he sense. really is. Um, so nice. If you ever seen a picture of Shem, who works here on the Ross oh, Show, yeah, he looks exactly like Sterling K. Brown. Like you dressed up as Sterling K. Brown for Halloween, Shem. Yes, he did twice. <laughs> <laughs> and when the two of them met each other in our studio, oh, that's right. it was the weirdest that's thing because right. I think Sterling K. Brown was so freaked out by how much Shem looks yeah. like him. They've even like, you guys have exchanged like Twitter conversations and stuff going back and forth. Shem, you're going to want to turn up the volume in your room over there. You know one of our people on our show, Shem. Oh my goodness, my man! Shem did. Do you remember Halloween when he? There's a brother who dressed up as Randall. Oh, I do remember this. I do remember this. He dressed up as Randall yes, Pearson. What up, Shem? How you doing, man? Oh, there you go. Sterling K. Brown, remember you, bro? That's so wild. I love that. I love that. Sterling K. Brown, everybody. What up, Shem? How you doing, man? This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. All right, Tiff rolls on in the city of Toronto. Yeah. What were you up to yesterday, Ross? Uh, I didn't do any Tiff things yesterday. No, it was still pretty no. busy out there, though. Yeah, no, 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 I know. But I mean, there's a lot of people that take care of that. There's a lot of people that were busy yesterday. Uh, but I didn't uh, I didn't do anything that was Tiff-related yesterday. Uh, Maury was out, though. Yeah. What's it? Oh, I, you know what? Everyone's talking about this Natalie Portman movie, and I only saw the trailer yesterday for it. What is it, Maury? Did you the, see it? You, you didn't see it. What's yet? it about? Come no? here. Come in. Because it's John Hamm and Natalie Portman, so Natalie right? Natalie Portman comes back. It's called Lucy in the Sky. Natalie uh-huh. Portman comes back from space, but she really misses it in space, like, and her life's changed, and she's like, oh, but Earth is so boring. But back, wanna... She comes back from space as an alien or as an astronaut? No, an astronaut. Oh, she's an astronaut. And she's like, oh, but Earth is so boring. I want to go back to space. And like John Hamm is that. somebody who she's like lusting over. I get that. Yeah. I get what that. What do you mean you get that? You've never been there. No, but I get that sentiment. You should get that too, Maury. Portugal. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah oh, man, remember that year Maury yeah. went to Portugal? Yeah. He was there, how long were you there? Like a week and a half? Two weeks, yeah. Yeah, two weeks and came back like Miserable. three months just yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Because it's a place where you go where there's cows on the side of the road, and that's so sweet. Yeah, no, miserable. Maury hated life. He hated yeah. us. Oh, he hated the oh, show. Oh, my God. Yeah. I thought legit Maury was going to quit his job yeah, that year. Yeah. I know. We've told Maury he's not allowed to go back to Portugal. Yeah, because... you've been banned. There are two things that you were banned from doing. <laughs> yeah. One, uh, going back to Portugal. Yeah. And two, we've said this, and this is like going back 10 years now yeah. since the show started. Uh, which is you're not no longer allowed to maintain a friendship with L- Lindsay Lohan's dad. Right. Michael. Oh, yeah, Michael you guys Lohan. used to call each other yeah, all the no. time, which was so I had to weird. drive him around New York no. once in his car. Don't say so have to. Weird. <laughs> you wanted to. <laughs> well, yeah, so those are the two things that you were I, not allowed I remember to do. one time I told Maury to give me his phone so I could read his, uh, his uh, texts back and forth to Michael Lohan, Lindsay Lohan's dad. And I was like grossed out. Yeah. Like I was grossed out because the only thing that Maury wants is he just wants famous people to pay attention to him. Like he just wants famous people to like him. And the way he was talking to Lindsay Lohan's dad was so gross. Yeah. Because and he, he just, and you, at that time you knew how like despicable of a uh, person oh, Michael Lohan yeah. is, right? Yeah, but he let me drive his car. Right. Super weird, man. What kind of car was it? Mercedes. Yeah. Oh, oh Mercedes. <laughs> Mercedes. <laughs> so more on the red carpet for what's the movie again? Lucy in the Sky. There and what you did go. you do? Talking to John Ham and Natalie Portman about? Oh, I just did some jokes. Yeah. John Ham, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. So um, I hear, yeah, I hear this film is out of this world. You're correct. How can astronauts get more protein in their diet? They make it meatier. Nothing. Okay, here's another one for you. Um, I have more space jokes, but I didn't plan it. You should have. You should have planned. Get it planet. Planeted it better. Natalie Portman. I heard this movie is out of this world. Oh. <laughs> my my favorite part is if you listen closely, like wherever yeah. you are right now, just turn everything down, close the windows, do everything else. Okay. If you go back and listen to when Maury's talking to John Hamm, yeah. you can hear in the background a publicist go, sorry, Maury. Yeah. And like trying to pull him away. Like, John Hamm, how are you? Maury, how are you? Good. So um, I hear, yeah, I hear this film is out of this world. You're correct. How can astronauts get more protein in their diet? They make it meatier. Nothing? Okay, here's another one for you. Um, I have more space jokes, but I didn't plan it. You should have planned it. Plan Planeted it better. I heard it, I heard it. Natalie Portman, I heard this movie is out of this world. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> that was a great one. Thanks. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. What are the other big movies that are uh, premiering? That are left? At TIFF. Yeah, like what else are we looking forward to? Any other big stars? No, I don't think so. I mean, it it wraps up on Saturday, but I... As we get later in the week, it kind of... I don't know who's left, to be honest with you. All the A-listers kind of rolled through... Well, they usually, uh, most years they'll hold off something for the Friday, for Saturday, the, Sunday, for Monday, the very right? end, but this has been a wacky tiff anyway, so I don't actually, who's doing the last film or any big stars? No. You know? No. I will say this. Uh, I don't know the movie, I'm sorry, but I know that um, Priyanka Chopra is going to be here on Friday. Oh, oh yeah. is she? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, well, there you go. Big celebrity. I was excited when um, Sangeeta from ET Canada talked to Michael B. Jordan, Yeah. and they were talking about like Just Mercy which is his movie that he's here for yeah. with Jamie Foxx. But then she like snuck in, are you doing Creed 3? Because I love all those Creed oh, movies. Oh, snap. And he was like, yeah, it's in the works. Really? Yeah. See, I didn't like Creed 2. You didn't like it? No. Nope. I did. No. I liked it. I actually I actually disliked it. It's not even that I was really? indifferent about it. I actually 
disliked Creed 2. And I thought Creed 1 was one of the best movies of that year. Yeah. Um, I then, love, I just watched Creed 1 again. Yeah. Like I can watch Creed 1 ago. multiple, I've seen it multiple times, but Creed 2, uh, I, I actually disliked that movie. I thought really? that they went so wrong in so many different places with that really? film. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to know, I hope that with whatever they do with part three, that they don't ruin. Well, they don't ruin the uh, the series. Yeah, because I don't know where else to go. But no, I know I they need know. Ryan Coogler back. Yep. Who did the first one? Yep. Uh, but David Morey caught up with uh, Susan Sarandon. Oh, love her. She's such a hellraiser, Susan Sarandon, and always has been. She got a little bit of attitude, huh? Oh, she's like the fun best. attitude, fun she's attitude, not best. negative. Nah, fun attitude. Yeah, What's yeah. a movie? The other sheet there. Um, yeah. she's in a movie with uh, Rain Wilson, I believe, Ooh, and that's the one Blackbird. where she's sick. Yeah, uh, right? ter- yeah. Terminally ill uh, mother Susan Sarandon and her family over to the country house uh, for their final gathering. But uh, but I know it sounds morose, but apparently it is not as sort of morose as it sounds. Susan Sarandon, how are you? What do you have on your? Is that a GoPro? always showing up with the bike helmet with GoPro yeah. cameras all over. Yeah. Susan Sarandon, how are you? What do you have on your? Is that a GoPro? Something along those lines. Can I just say, first of all, you look absolutely fierce. Thank you. This movie, absolutely incredible, all about family. But I have to say, and I mean this with love, you play sick really well. Oh, Thank oh, you. Wow. Well, that's my uh, lane. Seems like I've been playing <laughs> a lot of people that die one way or another. That's what happens over fifty. I think you oh, start no. getting all that. And uh, there's so many different ways to die, actually. <laughs> but you do them all so well. Thank you so much. <laughs> I love Susan Sarandon so much. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Yeah, boy! Bianca! Bianca! Wow. Too bad you couldn't, like, scream like that at tennis matches. Like, just holler out like you would at a basketball or hockey game or a baseball game. It's so uptight. It's like golf. It's so uptight. But the silence is kind of great because what makes those matches incredible is what you can hear them. You know what I mean? You hear them breathe. Yeah. Like you hear, it's just, that's what makes you it hear awesome. every noise. Yeah, it's so great. But yeah, she crushed. Bianca crushed. She was on Good Morning America this morning. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What did it mean to you, uh, knowing what your family has done to, to put you in this position and now for this to happen? It definitely wasn't an easy road. I sacrificed a lot. My parents sacrificed a lot. Um, and just being with them to celebrate that moment was very special to me because I know they can't always travel, but I guess now well, see, they can. <laughs> I, know, I heard that you said that you were just hoping to win enough money so they could travel with you on the tour. I think that was two years ago, actually. That yeah. was your goal. Yeah. I, it's important for people to know the trophy is so important to you. Being number one, being the best, everything else that goes, I mean, you're an international star right now. Um, but that never even, you didn't think about that aspect. That's not what drove you to this. No, um, I never thought it would be this hectic, Uh (laughs) but I'm not complaining. (laughs) Um, And you want to keep it going. For sure, for sure. This is truly like a, an amazing accomplishment, wow. but I could definitely get used to this feeling. I'm I'm not done yet. There yeah. you go. There you go. So correct me if I'm wrong, but her yeah. parents are in Thornhill. 
or they live in Thornhill, and she mainly trains out of Mississauga, which is why I they don't. always oh, say. I thought they were. I thought they were all from Mississauga, Mississauga, Mississauga. I thought they were because all it's from always Mississauga. like Mississauga's very own. Yeah, Mississauga's Bianca. Yeah, she the North from Mississauga. I know Mississauga got a lot of play. She, and was, it's, she was born in Mississauga. Okay. And lives in Thornhill? No. It's, or it, trains it. Because trains in Mississauga, born in Mississauga. Yeah. But where so do they she, live? My understanding her, is they still live in Mississauga. That's what I thought, no, too. I thought her no? folks are yeah. from Thornhill. Oh, or maybe originally they grew up in Thornhill. Sure. But Mississauga got like so much love <laughs> and so much praise. <laughs> Shout out to Mississauga. I haven't heard someone say or the city name Mississauga be out there so much yeah. since Mayor Hazel <laughs> was the mayor of Mississauga because she was Mississauga. And you know what? I, I bet you she is like, the, 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 the lovely part of this is Mayor Hazel out of Mississauga wanted, Hazel. wanted nothing more than for one day for Mississauga to be recognized on the world stage. Yeah. That's all she wanted. She was pissed that the airport was in Mississauga, but people say that it's in Toronto, that it's a Toronto airport. Yeah. She only wanted she, the world to recognize Mississauga. She tried to get them to change <laughs> Toronto Pearson International Airport to like Mississauga. <laughs> Saga International Airport. She's the best. She is the best. But I haven't heard oh, someone say woman. Mississauga as much uh, <laughs> as Hurricane Hazel. They've landed in Mississauga. Welcome to Mississauga. Mississauga. Welcome to Mississauga. It's in Mississauga. Uh, have you ever been to Mississauga? So, well, you landed in Mississauga. Their address is Mississauga. You got to go through Mississauga. And they landed in Mississauga. And the great city of Mississauga. I live in Mississauga. I have a Mississauga address in the great city of Mississauga. Mississauga. The great city of Mississauga. It's a recognition that it so long deserved. There we go. Shout out to Mississauga. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. The champ was all over the place yesterday. Yeah. Bianca and Drescu. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, when she was up at ET Canada yesterday, like we've had like, like Tom Cruise has come in and there were less people in the studio wanting to take a picture with him than there were for Bianca and Drescu. It was crazy. Yeah. It was nuts. And also her dog was with her, the yeah. Coco. And that thing is just about the cutest dog I've ever seen in yeah. my life. What kind of dog? It's like a toy poodle, tiny. It's the one that the mom had at the U.S. Open. That oh, she, wow. So, yeah. yeah. So do you remember when like everybody was making memes out of the mom? Because whenever Bianca would crush a point, um, her mom's clap was just like super quiet. Like she oh, yeah. just like barely was clapping while everybody else was going crazy. It's because the dog was in the bag by her feet and she didn't want to startle the dog. Uh-huh. Right. And then it was at the end when she whipped out a dog and everybody's like, Bianca's mom just whipped out a dog. <laughs> like, like what is even going on? But it's this tiny, tiny, tiny little dog that they did that goes everywhere with Bianca. Um, and she is like the biggest celebrity in the country right now. Yeah. All over the place. Everywhere. Yo, man, I saw Triple H from the WWE tweeted out yeah. that he is, it's getting made and he is gifting Bianca with a WWE Women's <laughs> Championship belt with the US Open logo on the side. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that great? It's awesome, man. Did anybody it's ask awesome. her about that? It's awesome. Yesterday. I don't know. I did not. 
Like, listen, when you get that belt, you need yeah. to wear that belt everywhere <laughs> for the rest of your life. Yeah, most people aren't like you. That though. would be my thing. I would wear that belt everywhere. Yeah. Okay. All right. Casual to the supermarket. Yeah. Dressed heavy, up, though. going to a fancy like, dinner. Wrestlers don't even wear them. They just put them over their shoulder. Oh, like they're too heavy. It. It's all metal, man. Uh, where do you want to go, that. though? She was like, like I said, everywhere. ET Canada, Tim and Sid. Yo, when she was on Tim and Sid's show on SportsCenter yesterday, they let her hold the uh, the NBA trophy, the, yeah, the Raptors championship trophy, which was done. So in lieu of the U.S. Open trophy, we got the Larry OB. <laughs> no way, guys. Yes, no way. It's going to stand here next to you like I'm security. <laughs> Wait, can I hold it? Of course, yeah. So I don't it's know very cool. Are winning U.S. Open or holding this trophy? There you go. This is so cool. That's the picture that yeah. she posted on her IG yesterday. Yeah, that went bananas. And uh, then... What were you going to say? How was the press conference? Was there a lot of people? Tons, huh? Yeah. Are they doing the parade? I know Mayor uh, Bonnie Crombie in Mississauga wants to do one. And then this is exactly what Maury brought up with her yesterday. Mayor John Tory this morning tweeted that if you want a parade, you can have a parade. Oh. So just so we can set aside the date or you know book some time off work, can we have the parade? What do you guys do? You want a parade? <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> that would be really cool. Um, I don't know what my schedule is at this point, but I don't know. Yo, get that girl a parade. Yeah, right. Telling you, man, I'd go. I'd head to that. Uh, all right, what else you got? Um, oh, man, everyone was talking about. Because when she was on Fallon on Monday... Oh, right, the Drake thing. She was like, is there anybody... Or Jimmy asked if there was anybody else that you know didn't reach out that she wanted to hear from. Yeah. And she said Drake. So that was like the big story for a couple of days that Drake hadn't reached out right. to her after the big US Open yeah. win over Serena, who, by the way, is Drake's ex. Oh, snap. Hello. So before she wrapped up the press conference yesterday, Bianca hit everybody with this. Oh, Drake messaged me, by the way. <laughs> He's like, wait, let me read it. I think she likes him. She got a crush. I'm actually having a conversation with him. This is unreal. He's like, here I am, smiley face. Congrats. We are all so proud of you. I've been liking every post with you in it, LOL. I thought you'd see. <laughs> I didn't. I was barely on social media. I was just posting things. But yeah, that was cool. That was. I don't even know what to reply to that. Uh, it's gonna take me a while. I. He has the scene message. <laughs> don't worry. I'm gonna answer. I'm gonna answer. Yeah. I can't R bomb him. She <laughs> <laughs> got a crush on Drake. Who doesn't? Because she said on ET Canada yesterday yeah. that. Drake would be the celebrity because she was asked which celebrity would you want to give tes tennis lessons to. Oh, here we go. Drake. Yes? Why not? He's yeah, got I the know new house at the bridal path. Yeah, that's true. I, I know that he's watched many matches before. Um, so I feel like he'd be down maybe one day. I don't know. I mean, I'm having a combo with him right now, so... I think you need to make that happen. Ooh. Ooh, Cheryl. In the next couple of days, I'm sure we'll see on both of their IGs that they've met up 100%. And for that photo op. Police. I'm sure of it. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So back to uh, Bianca Andreescu, who was touring around yesterday. 
back in the city. And the one question I had was that shot of her in the tunnel before she went on the court to whoop Serena Williams. She had her headphones on. And she was like bopping back and forth to something, just like getting in the zone. And I was like, what song was that? Because I need to know what the hype song was, <clears throat> excuse me, that she was listening to right before that match. And I still don't know. I know she said it yesterday, but I, I still have no idea. Oh, I have the clip. Okay. Uh, Devo Brown from Breakfast Television asked her that very same question. Are you ready, Roz? Yes, please. I need to know. In the tunnel, right before you came out, we see you kind of just vibing out in your <laughs> headphones. What were you listening to when we see you jamming out? What was that song? <sighs> I was listening to Hot Girl Summer <laughs> by Megan Stallion. That's definitely the song of the summer. Um, it's a really catchy song, and it gets me pretty pumped up. Yeah. Really? Dude, <laughs> you mean to tell me? Bianca Andreescu, right before winning the U.S. Open yeah. in her headphones, had on blast this. Bianca definitely rules with Cruz from like Scarborough, Brampton, yeah. and parts of Mississauga. Yeah. To have this song in her headphones before the US Open. Sure. 100%. But this is not the song that I thought she was going to be blasting. What did you think? Okay, so 19 year old, 19 year old from Mississauga. What song did you realistically think? Honestly, because of her love for Drake, my number yeah. one song I thought she was going to be listening to was this. Started from the bottom, now we're here. See, to me, this started isn't a pump-up song now my whole team. at all. Yeah, I thought this was going to be her song. Really? Yeah. Yeah, no, I would never have said Drake. I also thought she was going to go a little old school and go with, like, DMX. You think a 19-year-old's going to listen to this? Oh, this is a good There's 19 year olds that are hearing this for the first time right now. Okay, what about this? His palms are sweaty. No. They don't like Eminem? No. This is such a hype song. There's a song to get your adrenaline going. Are you kidding me? Okay, I got one more. I got one more. I got one more. 19 year olds don't. They're not. Nobody's listening to Mom's Spaghetti to get themselves pumped up. You know there's more words in that song. No, there's not. What about this? Like forever ago, okay. but still. But what can when was, when was Eminem released? Okay, that doesn't matter. When was matter. that song? When was Mom Spaghetti released? When did that song okay, come first out? First of all, there's more lyrics. No, okay? but when did Mom Spaghetti come out? What year was that? That was like 2002, what, 2002? right? 2002? 2002. When was when was Bianca born? Like yesterday. 2000? Yeah. Okay, she was 
two when Mom's Spaghetti yeah. came out. Okay. What songs did you listen to that came out when you were two? Like Mom's Spaghetti. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so if you're wondering, Bianca uh, in her headphones, the day that she won the US Open was listening yeah. to Megan the Stallion with Nicki Minaj and Ty Dolla Sign, Hot Girl Summer. This is a wicked song, by the way. Mom's Spaghetti. Mom, Mom's Spaghetti. Sorry. I thought a remix. Never mind. I thought I'd make you happy. I thought I'd make you happy, man. Try to, like, merge both the worlds, bro. <laughs> I do like spaghetti. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, Roz, you ready? Yeah. Let's do that. Just oh. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Wow. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I wouldn't Jeez. do that to you, bro. Hey, Mocha. Are you <laughs> yes, ready? Of course. Let's do the news. A Roz and Mocha Show and Kiss 92.5 News Break. Uh, Donald Trump calls out uh, John Legend and his, quote, filthy mouth wife, <laughs> Chrissy Teigen. They're so cute, though. Okay. I don't know. They kind of drive me nuts personally, but I don't feel the same way as Donald Trump does. Uh, so John Legend was on a panel on MSNBC over the weekend as part of a special town hall on criminal justice reform. And Trump tweets this, um, when all of the people pushing so hard for criminal justice reform were unable to come even close to getting it done, they came to me as a group and asked for my help. I got it done with a group of senators and others who would never have got it done. Obama couldn't even come close. Uh, a man named Van Jones, I guess Van Jones on uh, CNN, a man named Van Jones and many others were profusely grateful at the time I signed it into law. No one else did, and Republicans deserve much credit. But now that it's passed, people that had virtually nothing to do with it are taking the praise. He goes on to say, guys like boring musician John Legend and his <laughs> filthy mouth wife Shots fired. are talking now about how great it is, but I didn't see them around when we needed to get help getting it passed and then right jeez you gotta be kidding me and then then chrissy teigen uh tweeted who i guess trump blocked long ago she tweeted lol what a oh i can't read that what a p-a-b oh punk ass bitch (laughs) no 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 a a different p oh okay i won't say that one yeah no okay (laughs) I love this. Yeah, so she called him a PAV. (laughs) And then said that he tagged everyone but me. An honor, Mr. President, is what she wrote. Oh, man. So there's that. For God's sake. World star! Um, The school board in Toronto Area Catholic District School Board is defending uh, the book that was pictured on the principal's desk desk that was created a huge online uproar yesterday. Did you see this? No. So the Dufferin Peel Catholic District School Board took a picture of, I guess, the new principal. And on her desk, white woman, on her desk, there was a book called The Guide for White Women Who Teach Black Boys. What? Right? That book and exists? This, and this took off. And this took off. Now, the board's principle of uh, equity and inclusive education says such materials are a particularly useful reference given how diverse the student population is in the district. The, controver- the controversy emerged. Um, they said that uh, 
They were surprised by the uproar and hoped that people would look up the book before jumping to conclusions based on the title. I guess what he's saying is that the book is actually quite helpful, but it is a somewhat salacious title. Again, the title of that book is The Guide for White Women Who Teach Black Boys. And it's not like the book was off to the side right. in this picture or it was kind of like hidden a little bit underneath pieces yes. of paper. It was like front and center right. of that picture. You can't help but not read the title. So the book was written by three researchers and published in 2017, aims to improve outcomes of black students by helping teachers create learning environments in which they feel nurtured and engaged. The title references the fact that white women make up the bulk of the teaching force in the U.S. So that's the explanation for the title. But man, that did not go over well on social yesterday. No. Like at all. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Swift was dethroned on Billboard's Top 200. Oh, hold on. Who released an album? They released lately. an album one week after Taylor Swift did. And it is causing like a huge sort of rift between fans because Taylor Swift fans don't know how to react to this. They don't know what to do because this is so foreign to them. I give up. I don't know. Tool. No. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Tool is still together? Yeah. Tool, I couldn't even they, tell you the okay, name so of the Tool, tool song, okay, so to be honest with they you. Because they haven't done an album since 2006. I've heard of the, right? so, the group. <laughs> so Taylor fans are like, what is even going on? So Taylor releases Lover. It's number one. And yeah. then a week later, Tool releases their new album, the first one since 2006. And then it dethrones, it dethrones Tool. Some of the tweets were, uh, Tool just knocked Taylor off the number one spot only a week after her album dropped. The idea of Taylor Swift learning who Tool is this way is very funny to me. <laughs> What's a tool? <laughs> but also, also Tool's record. So yeah. they sold eighty thousand more units than Taylor Swift, uh -huh. and Tool's record is forty five dollars. What? Forty five bucks? It's forty five dollars. What do you get with that? Like they come to your house and I think perform that for they, you? I think the you get album? other stuff with it. I don't know what they Probably give like you. Probably like a back catalog or something? Some, no, like, a, I don't know, like swag or something like that. I don't, know, I don't know what it is. All I know <laughs> is that I was fully expecting Taylor to, to like be on the top of that chart for at, at least more than a week. Yeah. Right? Like more than a week. Uh, Sony is re-releasing the Walkman for its 40th anniversary. Huh? So the uh, 1979 is when the Walkman came out. The Sony S-Master HX digital amplifier, it's going to have an upscale compressor and a vinyl processor to add analog character to digital tracks. So they're going to take your great music, right? Yeah. Your super high def music that you've downloaded and paid a ton of money for. Yeah. And then they're going to make it sound like it's cassette. <laughs> oh, great. That's what we all want. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Demarcus Lawrence of the Dallas Cowboys is walking around and a kid yells out, hey, Demarcus, can I get an autograph? And Demarcus says, no, get a oh. different jersey. Ooh, so what happened was, is I guess this kid was wearing like, I think it was like a Jets jersey or a Giants jersey or oh, something like that. Oh, his old team? Yeah. 
uh, he was yeah, he's wearing a Giants jersey. And so DeMarcus is like, no, man, get a new jersey. Ooh, wow. And then everybody went in on DeMarcus, but this was his response. Kids should have had the right jersey. I mean, it, it's nothing wrong with, you know, a person telling you no. He's going to hear a lot of that in life. So y'all just get used to it. I know my kids hear it every day, so <laughs> it'll be okay. I mean, I sign hundreds of autographs, but I can sign autographs when I want to. That's my choice. Okay, so. <laughs> Savage. So, and then on Twitter, he wrote, it's crazy how you fans want to attack me for not signing for the kid. These are kids that come to the game with Cowboys jerseys and never get to meet any player. So if I'm honest with my kids, I'll never treat your kids better than mine. So suck it up. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. In your face, kid. I agree. I Hold on a second now, though. Okay, I, I agree if it's like, you know, I would say 16 plus uh-huh. if they show up wearing your old jersey from your old team, you don't sign. Like at that autograph. point, you should know. Right. At, at, so yeah, 16 plus. But oftentimes, little kids are little kids. Little kids, okay, just put the jersey on and they just go, okay? They're, they're super fans, but they don't understand those rules, yeah. right? A 16 and up, sh- sure. 13 and up, I would even say that. But like a little kid, I don't care if he was wearing like, a shirt that read "Demarcus, your mama," <laughs> right? You know what I mean. Like sign the damn shirt. Okay, you sign the damn shirt if it's on a kid. I saw this thing, this photo yesterday. Yeah, I don't know how real it is or if it's even real. Yeah, but a woman posted like a little white card, right? And on the card had Rain Wilson from The Office. Yeah. His signature, his autograph at the bottom. Yeah. Above his autograph, it reads, I asked Rain Wilson, that guy who played Dwight on The Office and some other roles, for a selfie, and all I got was this idiotic card. And she wrote, he has these in his pocket to hand out. I'm dead. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. That's so awesome. <laughs> that makes me love Ray Wilson even more. Uh, a cashier with a photographic memory was arrested. <laughs> this is such a whack story, man. What? 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 So a part-time, this is in Japan, so a part-time Japanese store cashier has been arrested for allegedly stealing credit card info from as many as 1,300 customers by using his photographic memory. What? So they got him after authorities discovered that he'd purchased like $2,600 worth of bags online. Um, using using stolen credit card numbers. A police source says that the man was working at a shopping mall and he memorized the numbers from cards as he was processing them and then would later write them down in a notebook. Later? Yes. Not like immediately? No. He would That's memorize wild. he would memorize multiple cards a day and I guess and the, the number on the back and whatever else. And, and he wrote them all down. in a note. First of all, don't write it in a notebook because guess what the police have right now? Your notebook. Your notebook. <laughs> yeah, which they do. So he would memorize them as like you would hand him the card. He would like look at it, scan it, do the whole thing, and then hand it back to you, read it once, and it was memorized. Well, like with the amount of stuff that a person does in a day, hears in a day, sees in a day, to then later in the day recall specifically credit card numbers that is insane. Yeah, That's yeah, crazy yeah. to me. That's photographic memory, though. That's wild. So anyway, you got busted. 
<laughs> I wonder what it was he was buying. Probably like a Supreme bag or something. He was bags. Who buy? Jeez, man. $2,600 in bags, too. You see them Louis V bags? Are you kidding me? I was reading the story. The headline was this. Uh, fighting Instagram's $1.3 billion problem. Fake followers. Ooh, Maury, pay attention. And it's sort of like this tech arms race right now, which is they keep coming up with algorithms to detect fake followers. Yeah. The people who profit from fake followers keep upping their game to have undetectable fake followers. And it's just this constant battle back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Now in the article, cause I know a lot of people think that these big celebrities are the ones that most likely have all these fake followers. And that's a problem. That's true. It is true. So the Institute of Contemporary Music and Performance ran 100 of the most successful Instagram accounts through IG Audit, reporting that up to half of all people following Ellen DeGeneres, BTS, Kourtney Kardashian, Ariana Grande, Taylor Swift, and so on were fake, right? More than half. But that's not the problem because they may be a victim in all of this because when people do set up these fake accounts, what they then do is they start following the biggest accounts to hopefully maybe gain some action from those accounts. So it's not like the big stars may have purchased all these followers, but all these followers, the fake followers, are programmed to follow these big well, stars. Not only that, it's a, they're also programmed to comment on things. So that's that a whole different thing. It. That's a whole different oh, okay. thing. That's a whole different thing. Now, the other thing that they're worried about is when it comes to influencers, that people are now writing up their contracts for these Instagram influencers. Did you know what a, um, I think it's called a share club is? Where these, in, where these influencers yeah. all decide together, all these people with all these large sort of accounts where they make money off Instagram posts, they agree collectively with each other that they will comment on each other's posts. So, so it keeps people engaged from one account to another account to another account. So those influencers are collectively keeping people on the platform. Now, the problem with that is people who actually pay influencers to post don't like it because it's manipulation. And if you get caught doing that, you will have to pay back the company that paid you for the influence. See, I went oh, wow. to an influencer seminar yeah. and that's what they talked about. Yes. You should always comment on each other's things no. to keep the circle going. No. The people who are now paying for Instagram posts do not like that. That's hilarious. They do not like we that. As influencers, we were taught otherwise. No, they won't sign you if you if they find out you're part of that. Wonder so you know how we always say Maury buys followers? Yeah, because it's fake fun. followers, yeah. right? So as you were doing this story, I just did an audit on Maury's account. <laughs> yeah, what did it say? Real followers yeah. out of the uh, 30.5 thousand that you have, Maury? 66% are real. Oh, That's not geez. bad. That's fake. That's not bad. <laughs> That's not bad considering I didn't pay for whatever's there. It's a higher score uh, than you ever got before. Roz and Mocha Q&A. It's time for Ask Roz and Mocha, but what I like to do uh, is read you guys the Apple reviews that we've been getting. Love it. Let me uh, read this to you. It's a pretty long one from AK47 underscore 88. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Left us five stars, all right? Okay. Uh, this is the best radio show. Till a few years ago, I never understood people and why they would listen to the radio when one can just like play songs on their own of their own choice instead. But then in 2012, I started carpooling with a person who by chance had 92.5 
on during our morning commute. And the Raza Mocha show grabbed my immediate attention. Even though I usually get bored by small talk about <laughs> random topics, <laughs> it's hard for me to listen to random discussions. But I realized that I liked the discussions on the show more than the actual songs. Mocha's energy, Raza's insights, and Maury's entertaining is just so interesting. It became part of my everyday routine for five years until I stopped carpooling and changed jobs where I had to drive myself at varying times. I lost in touch till I discovered that there was a podcast where I did not even have to listen to the songs in between and wait. <laughs> Life changer. Now it's always on whenever I'm driving. I miss not one minute of the show. Out of all three, Roz, Mocha, and Maury, Maury is my favorite. Hey, look at that, Maury! I feel like either he is a hidden genius of comedy. No. <laughs> because the best part of the show for me is when all three of them are talking, playing, or arguing. Okay. I sometimes get a little weirded out when somebody says I'm their favorite only because I'm like, oh, don't upset Roz. Like, because upset like, you didn't get the vote. I think you think that I care way more about you than I actually do. Okay, so what? <laughs> Finally, I would say Roz's point of views about life and issues provide one with a different way of looking at things. Mocha's energy has the ability to change moods, and Maury, he is the man. Best of luck to all three of you. So, AK47 underscore 88, we love you. Thank you very much for sending in that, uh, that Apple review. When's the last time somebody called you the man, Maury? Never. Okay, well, there wow. you go. Congratulations. Right. Yeah. Time for Ask Roz and Mocha. These are your questions through Instagram at Kiss925. And uh, we have somebody on the phone who's going to ask her question with us right now. Hey, Nyana, how you doing? I'm great. How are you guys? Doing good. What is your question for Ask Roz and Mocha? I believe my question was, when <laughs> you guys were younger, um, or single for that matter, did you guys ever play hard to get? Did you ever play hard to get? Roz, did you? Well, first of all, hold on here. Uh, Nyana, have you played hard to get? That's a hard question. I've been um, single for a little while now, but prior to that, I was um, in a relationship for about five years. Oh, okay. um, I don't think I've played hard to get, um, but I feel like that's something that everybody's doing nowadays. I'll tell you, uh, playing hard to get is it's a, it's a tricky situation because you got to walk a fine line of you know seeming not interested while you are interested, but then you wind up playing some sort of weird game. Uh, overall, I think that I, I was never interested in games. I think that if I was interested in somebody, I would let them know immediately and then just sort of get to it. Yeah, because who cares? I didn't think that it was going to make something stronger or sort of get somebody more interested uh, more interested in me. Um, but I, my problem when I was younger is that I, I sort of went through a period where I was just kind of bored with everything. Yeah. And so it wasn't, that, it wasn't that I was playing hard to get. I just wasn't mm -hmm. really available for a full-on full relationship. And I, and I did go through a period where I was dating a few women. At the same um, time? Yeah, at the same oh, time. And they knew. They knew. Everybody was like, because I wasn't like committed. Like I wasn't yeah. meeting parents or anything like this. Was it sister but I, wives? But I dated, I dated a few women. And I remember at that time making the decision and having the conversation with them, which was, I'm cool to hang out and we can make out and we can mess around and we can do all sorts of stuff. But I, I wasn't interested in a full on uh, sexual relationship. Hmm. So we just wouldn't go all the way. Oh, wow. And it was, and it drove people crazy. Like, yeah. cause it was no guy had ever said, 
listen, I want to date you, but I don't want to go all the way. Yeah. Like it was like that had never been said to so them before. So do you think that they thought that you were playing hard to get? Like that I, was your move? But that's sort of what it was a byproduct of my just yeah. not wanting that kind of connection with those with those women. I was, you know, more interested in just sort of keeping it casual because it was a big thing. And uh, and then it they wound up pursuing me even harder because of that. And I'm yeah. like, well, that backfired, <laughs> right? I thought I was just doing like a cool thing of where I just don't want somebody to feel like, you know, being and used. And then, oh no, I have all these women. I have all these women all over me. <laughs> but that was just the reality. And it didn't, and it, and that didn't last long. But as far as hard to get goes, like navigating the uh, a world of dating and, and, and sex and everything else, it's not, it's not easy. And, and, and for some ways today it is easier, but it's also more difficult at the same time, just with things like Tinder and, and hooking up and yeah. the, the, the emotion of taking a chance on something or somebody or yourself has been removed from all of that. There is no more making a move on somebody where you got to kind of hold your breath and figure out what you're going to say and walk up to them. You get nervous and are they going to blow you off? Like that stuff doesn't exist anymore, um, which is a real, which is a real shame because that was just sort of a wonderful part of like, you could play hard to get in a bar one night, sure. you know, but knowing, but by the yeah. end of the night, you were guys are going to be making out in the bathroom stall, <laughs> but like you could play hard to get in a bar. Like you could do those little things. And I, and I think that that's sort of lost on people now. I don't know if a lot of people are playing hard to get. I think my last hard to get slash dumb move yeah. was actually with Jenna. Really? Yeah. And who's now my wife. Did you almost blow this? Big time. Really? <laughs> Huge. Oh, tell. So we met one night, right? Yeah. And then we immediately exchanged BBM pins. Right? Oh, yeah, the BBM <laughs> pin. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we BBM each other that night. Yeah. And then the next day, I think we gave each other our phone numbers. Okay. Okay. That's a big step. Or wait, maybe I stalked her in the company email address book <laughs> because she used to work here for right. this company. So oh. I think the way the way I got her information is I creeped her profile in the company wide cool? directory. Oh yeah. Emailed oh, so that's her. What it's there for. Emailed her, yeah. then we exchanged BBM pins, and then we exchanged like full on phone numbers. When we exchanged full on phone numbers, I did the dumb move that I had read in Maxim magazine oh, no. for years and years and years. What did you do? And stuff that as a guy you heard growing up and didn't realize it was dumb. Yeah. But as a grown adult, now I'm like, oh man, you idiot. But it was like, okay, after you get the number, yeah. you wait three days. Oh, right. no. The three-day rule. Yeah. Quote, unquote, three-day rule. Oh, no. So I waited. And during that time, she told me after, because like we joke about it now. Joke about it as in she's like, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. She thought that I wasn't interested of in her. Right? Of course. Right? Because I was waiting. Because I think day number two, she was the one that texted me and she was like, hey, by the way, I'm going on this, you know, this trip with my girls. We're going to Mexico or whatever. Yeah. And then I replied and then we were like texting back and forth, back and forth. And then eventually I told her, I was like, by the way, I really wanted to call you and I really wanted to text you, but I was doing this stupid. You're gaming three-day rule. Oh, God. See, that stuff sucks. It's always sucked. All those dumb little things are just awful. Anyway, we ended up falling in love. Yeah, I know. Now you're good. Getting married. Two kids or one kid and one on the way. And yeah, it worked out. Maury, did you ever play hard to get? Oh, all the time. (laughs) Oh, please. I remember once being passed around to three different guys at a bar. Excuse me. 
Yeah. Oh. What, what do you mean passed around? Like like physically they were holding you up over their heads <laughs> like your Simba and they would like hand you <laughs> off? No, like one guy had his hand down my pants and then he passed Excuse me to me. another guy who like was like biting my ear and then passed me to another guy and then I left with none of them. Jeez. <laughs> Did you file a was police report after? Was it because he was saying that together? <laughs> Jeez, that man. That sounds like you got assaulted, dude. <laughs> so, like, you were like a buffet? Yeah. Like, oh, my. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> okay, I, stud. I know. I know. Maury, it's I when know. I used to wear, like, shirts that, that went above my belly. Yeah, uh-huh. Maury, was like a, Maury was like the best bench press machine at the gym, <laughs> right? Like, every, every, everybody just came and had a workout on him and then, uh, uh, and then went home sweaty. <laughs> and Maury went home alone I and dirty. I don't know, man. Like, I believe Ross's story. Like I fully, <laughs> fully believe your story. But I just I okay. I don't believe yours, Maury. Okay, I was, a, I was a catch. Take us. Okay, take us. Back I used to, to have it. earrings. I was very boyish. Kind of still am. <laughs> you're forty, man. Like you can't you're say a 40 year old man with a beard. Dude, I swear to God, somebody over the weekend said I looked twenty eight. Who? Who said that? Somebody in town from LA. Yeah. We were standing next to each other, and when I told her I was forty one, she's like, "No, I swear I would have guessed you were twenty eight. Yeah, but you know why though? Can I tell you why? The lighting? No, this may hurt a little bit more than just lighting, because you're short. That's fine. Oh. I look twenty eight. Okay. Uh, um, <laughs> You know what makes you look 41? Okay. All that hair on your toes. Okay, so take us back to that night where you were being passed around. Okay, so the around. venue was called Boots. <laughs> boots. Okay. Okay, okay. gay bar called Boots, right? Yeah, okay. not okay. there anymore. Now it's a hotel. What were you wearing? I would have been wearing sidebar, my gold. Sidebar, Binda Boots. Oh, yeah? yeah. Oh, my yeah. God, have you? Yeah, of course. I went to all those places. Were you the Hold guy on. with your hand down my... No, Maury, stop it. <laughs> Or were you the guy nibbling? No, uh, no. I went to. I used to go to all those places, man. There, there was, was a, a bartender that used to put all this booze in a big cup not talking about with that milk right now. and shake it up. Not and you'd talking get about so that drunk. right now. Not talking okay. about that right now. Okay, so, so what? What were you, you wearing? Yes, thank you. Okay, so I would have been wearing my gold platform shoes. Yeah, my red and black lined sort of velvet stripes. Pants. Yeah, not lines. <laughs> stripes. <laughs> yeah, and my velvet um, gold velvet shirt with tassels in the front. Like it had a, like a string, like it had like a like, laces in the like front, leather leather strings. Like you, it was a, so. What color was it? Gold. So it was a gold velvet pirate shirt, right? <laughs> yeah. Are you or like, Larry or like a, from Three's Company? Or like a poet's blouse, <laughs> right? And I had blonde tips. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Okay. Okay. And, and so, then, so what happened? So what was your move? So you just you just go in and stand by. Oh, the Oh, I would bar immediately go get the milkshake wait? called the milkshake. You'd get drunk, so okay. that you didn't matter what happened. Oh, gross. Right. Milk at a bar. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. Oh, yeah. So you have milk tongue, <laughs> and, <laughs> okay, so, and you're wearing velour inside a hot bar. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And then, so what happened? Like, what was your move? Would you just stand there, or what would you do? Oh, I at this point, once you have the milkshake, nothing mattered, right? So I'd go up to some guys. I'd be like, "Hey, how's it going?" So you would be, approach them. I would approach them or they're guys that you know because you would go with your friends, right? Okay. And you'd sit at the bar and you'd um, just sit there chit-chatting with them and you'd kind of put your arm around them or pet their shirt. Right. You know, and then <laughs> Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then your hand is on their leg and then suddenly their hand's on your leg. You move so their hand. So you just make out with people in bars. And then you move, you'd move their hand for them. Right, yeah. So you're yeah. just making out with people in bars. Yeah. Okay, why'd you make it sound so weird? No, because then they would pass me to another guy. What do you pass you? Explain So that one guy part. would be like, he, the other guy would come over and they would push me into the other guy and then it was his turn. No, okay. Well, here's what happened is that oh you God. had drunk guys coming up to you who were drunk oh on God. milk at a gay bar named <laughs> Boots. Okay? So everybody's drunk on milk 
at Boots and you made out with somebody and they didn't like you. <laughs> they weren't happy with it. And so they left you and then some other guy was like, oh, whatever, the little guy's here. And then, and then, and then he put his hand down your pants. Obviously, he was unhappy as well. And then he bailed on you. Okay. And then you go to a third guy who did God knows what, uh, but uh, he didn't like you either. And then you went home alone. Yeah. Now, I'm going to bring you back to the beginning. Oh, when I said What I in hard? the hell does any of this story have to do with the question of have you ever played hard to get? Because I left with that none of them. That's not playing hard to get. That is, have you ever been rejected three times in one night while drunk on milk? That wasn't the question. Yeah. Have you ever played hard to get? Your answer, Maury, is no. No. <laughs> Diana, thanks so much for your question. For Thank you, guys. Razamoka. Enjoy your day. Uh, Bye. All right. Uh, which one was Boots, Maury? Which, so, what did it look like on the inside? So Boots had... It was one floor, yeah, and it had two dance, two different dance floors. It always played like '80s music, no, no, but it had this I know. massive yeah. back patio. That's the one, okay. And there it's, was a grimy hotel above that you can go with guys. Okay, to. so the other back in the day, so there was boots, there was zippers, zippers. That was and the you leather go, bar. You, you ever go to zippers, more, Mocha? No, never. No, you never showed up at zippers, huh? You know, I've never been to a gay bar. No, never. Oh my god, I've had some. I've had some wonderful times in gay bars. Yeah, never. Uh, okay, There's so woodies. boots, zippers, and woodies. <laughs> Right? Sounds and, like the cast of okay. Toy Story. And uh, there was another one. Um, it had the awning over the, the front of it on the corner. That was... The corner? Um, um, oh, Remington? Are you, are you no, thinking no, no, of no. Oh, Cruise and Tangos? No, not Cruise and Tangos. <laughs> no, there was another one. Look, I'm not making any of this up. There was another oh, one. I know. Damn it. I'm trying to remember what the other one was called that we used Byzantium? to Byzantium? <laughs> no, there was also Byzantium. <laughs> That place was great. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to remember. There was it'll it'll come back. It'll come back to me. But yeah, boots, zippers, and um, Woody's. Woody's oh were the three God. were the three big. Okay, what do we got next? Oh, oh sailors. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you, sailors. Uh, all right, Megan asks this question: uh, When you eat ice cream, do you use a spoon or a fork? Ice cream cake. Oh, ice cream cake. Do you use a spoon or a fork? I always use a spoon. Now, see, I would use a fork because there's still on an ice cream cake, there's still the crust, right? Yeah. It's still made like a pie. Right. So I use a fork because you still want to be able to cut through the the. I uh, can do crust. that with a spoon. Mm. Plus, when they bring it to you at a restaurant, ice cream cake, they bring it to you with a fork. Do they? All the time. Oh, yeah, I, I would really say I would say I don't eat ice cream cake, but I would say oh, I spoon it. maybe. Oof, ice I would cream say cake spoon. is so good. Yeah. man, I love it. All right, uh, Z Chun Mo, is it acceptable for someone who makes well above medium income to shop at Value Village slash Salvation Army? Absolutely. <sighs> yeah, why not? Who cares? Value Village is for anybody who wants to go and find cool vintage finds. Yeah, uh, Value Village has like pretty like recent stuff too. I find. Well, it's not new stuff. No, I know, but it's yeah. not like stuff from yeah, the here, yeah. from the seventies or eighties. I know, what, I know what he's saying. He's saying that you know, in in his heart, he feels that these places are designed and there to service the part of the community that may need to purchase clothes at that price. But we're not taking it for free. You're still giving them money. No, when I you buy no, something. I know, but when you go in and you find that you know great find. You, you know, spring jacket for six bucks. 
you buy it because you're like, ah, whatever, I just got this jacket for six bucks. I may wear it, I may not, where there may be somebody in the world whose only $6 is needed to buy that jacket because mm-hmm. that would then be the only jacket that maybe they but had. Value Village, I'm sorry, Value Village, yeah. as we say, advertises on TV. No, 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 I know, no, no, I know, I know what he's saying. I agree, no, you shouldn't feel bad. I yeah. agree, but I understand where the sentiment comes from. It just says an empathetic human being, you wonder if, you know, maybe you shouldn't walk into those places. Not because you you think that you're better, but just because they're there to serve, you know, the a portion of, you know, the people who sort of need those goods at that cost. I get it. I get um, it. More to go back to... A uh, Woody's with the uh Yeah, yeah. The milk? so the, uh, <laughs> what are the names of all those places that you... Rhymed okay. off again? There is there is Woody's. There's well, an important there's, reason why okay. I'm asking. So this there's question. boots, there's boots, zippers, Woody's, sailors, cruising tangos, and Byzantium. Okay. Right. So those names that you just gave there, right? Yeah. Is your answer for this next question, which comes to us from Leah Kershaw. <laughs> if you owned a boat, what would you name it? <laughs> it would be. Oh, it would totally be boots, zippers, <laughs> cruising tangos, sailors. It's too long. They would never allow that. But not a, no nautical governing body would ever allow that many gay names on the side of a boat. <laughs> if you owned a boat, what would you name it? If I owned a boat, what would yeah. I name it? Oh, jeez, man. I would probably name it after my kid, although I don't think she would want me to do that. Yeah, that would no, be, she that would be embarrassing Isn't that bad for luck? her. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the. I don't know the rules of the sea like that. I don't know if it is. I bad think you life. can't name a boat after somebody who's still living. Oh, is that really? I, I don't I'm, know. Yeah, I'm I, not I, trying to be funny. No, no, no. no. I believe me. I know. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> right? can, I name, can I name my boat like the People's Champion? Can I do that? You could, yeah. You're the People's Champ. hundred yeah. percent. You could call a boat the People's Champ. All right. That's my. Uh, that's my um, boat name. <clears throat> So just to reiterate, mine's going to be boots, zippers, yes. <laughs> cruising tango. <Champs. laughs> uh, Leah also has another question for us. What's a body part that you wouldn't mind losing? Like oh, forever? Boy. I guess. Ew. I assume that's forever. Ew. What's a body part you wouldn't mind using? Losing, losing. sorry. Ew. Jeez. You have an but you, no, but you use all of them. Well, Yeah. What do you use your forehead for? Well, my forehead holds in my brain no, with all my thoughts. but what do you use it for? You just said you use it. Oh, well, I your mean, for, Your forehead doesn't hold in. Your no, but forehead. if I got rid of my forehead, my brain would slip out. No, it wouldn't. Well, what about your skull? Your skull's there. It wouldn't. Your skull's there. Well, no, that's no sense. Hold on, do you sense. honestly think Here's what that I'm saying. right behind <clears throat> your forehead your, is your brain? No, but I mean, forehead... Like if you peel back no, the I skin? assumed you meant, like, with the bone. No, no, what I'm saying, Maury, is that if you just got rid of your forehead so you know where your eyebrows are yeah so that would then be where your hairline started so hair yes yeah. so you're, there would be no eyebrows that you line where your eyebrows your oh the line God. where your eyebrows are <laughs> would just be hair all the way up like you would have oh no you would have no forehead so you basically don't have eyebrows yes yeah you like just this. have right okay that's so stupid because you don't use your forehead for anything, okay? Like, your life wouldn't, aside from the fact that you would be like, I don't know, people would have a million questions. Yeah, completely. Okay? Like, bro, where's your forehead at? Aside from that, though, your life wouldn't change at all. You could lose your forehead. We could remove that piece right there and your head hair connected right above your eyes to the rest of your head. Okay. Like you're wearing, like, a weird, like, hair, hel- hair helmet. So yeah. we have our answer. We all agree, forehead. Well, no, that's on you, yeah, not me. I'm keeping my forehead. You think I want to look like that for the rest of my life? Yeah, you weirdo. Hell no. I was going to say something like my right 
ear because I still have my left ear. It's still the ability to hear. Yeah, but if right? hold on, if you're driving and Jen is sitting next to you, you're not uh-huh. going to be able to hear. Now, her. do you mean like the ear and all its workings, like the whole factory, or you just mean like oh, your ear? God, I was oh, going to say would you ear. Just, you would just have that. You would still have a hole there, yeah, right? Yeah, oh, like yeah, reservoir yeah. No, see, I don't think that. I wouldn't touch the face, man. No, I wouldn't. No, no, no. So no, because your because your 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 woman still has to look at you and stuff like this. I would say the second last toe on my left foot. Who cares? The second last toe. Yeah. On your left. Yeah. Who foot. who cares? Not my baby toe. My ring finger. My ring toe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why not? I'm just trying to think. Of Why not? Which piggy is that? Is that the one that? It's the one that went for veal, right? No. No. Roast beef. No, that's not the one that went for roast beef. This this is a little piggy that had none. Oh yeah, that yeah, one. yeah. Okay, yeah. Get rid of that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, but it, ha- but it has none. Now what? you're getting rid of it with Whatever. none. Don't need yeah. it anymore. <laughs> Do some work. Yeah. What about your lips? My Maury, what? imagine what you would look like without lips for a second. <laughs> First of all, you couldn't talk. You, you could would, still talk. No, you would without be- lips. I mean, you're, you'd still move around. You just wouldn't have the lip, no, right? But more, still the your skin. lips. No, your lips need to touch for many different things when it comes to speech. Blah, say blah, say, blah, blah, say blah. speech without touching, making your lips touch together. Okay. Speech. What? Steech. Steech. <laughs> Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, you couldn't pronounce anything because with it, like the, the letter P, P or the so letter S. The or B. Actually, any letter. Ob. No, ah. Ah. I'm just trying to say Bob. Ah. <laughs> R? Ah. Okay, now boat. Oat. Do your lips need to touch at all? When you're counting? One, two, One, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight nine, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. No, not even for the number yeah, 12. Yeah, but your lips no. are touching as you did that. No, no. He, no, they didn't. 12, 13, 13 14, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, no, 20, not, 21, 22, 23, 24, so. 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, Maybe once you get up. 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, the touching, 43, 44, 45, 46, 47, 48, 49, the, the 50. Okay, no. I got it. No. Not until you reach the number 1 million. 1 million. Because your lips touch for that. Yeah, I think you would have to count to a million before your lips touched. I think is I'm that on, true? I think I'm onto something. Come on, maybe. Okay, so Roz, your lips. One, two, three, four. I'm not going to sit here and count to a million more. So just go 999,999. No, but what about all the numbers before then? I guess, yeah, you wouldn't have to. Like 100,000, 200,000, three. Like there's no other numbers no. that start with the letter M or, other or than P, million. Or P, like you don't have the you don't have the, the P sound. Yeah. And then for B, it's billion. B, billion. You would need them for that. But yeah, no. So you could count with no lips. See? Yeah. But that's about it. That's about it, though. (laughs) (laughs) Everything else would sound like a moron. All right, Caitlin asks, what song perfectly describes your high school experience? Oh. Yours could be Small Town Boy. God. What song is that? (laughs) Bronsky Beat. Oh, boy. Enough with your... Who, you? Yours is <laughs> no, a small Ross, town boy? Because he's no. from a small town. I, I don't even know what that is. Like, at least say something that somebody would know. Okay. Bronski beat. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell, man? You know, as soon as everyone <laughs> finishes listening to this episode of the podcast, they're Sales all going to jump on, on YouTube and look it up. Well, they're already on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Maury, what song perfectly describes your high school experience? Oh, my goodness. Give me a second. Ross, go. 
Um, like as far as the lyrics sort of sum up my experience in high school or the, the song that I would say was my song of my high no, school I run. No, I think describes your oh. experience. See, I don't know a lot of lyrics for songs. I was going to say Lazy Song by Bruno Mars. Yeah. That's mine. Yeah, I don't know a lot of lyrics for songs. Um, I don't know. That's a tough one. I'd have to think about that one. Um, oh, Lies, 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 yeah. What song is that? Called Lies. By Bronski Beat? You know what's wrong with Bronski Beat? Lies, lies, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, do you know Bronski Beat? Do you like, promise them a shout out on the podcast or something? I'm trying to work in Bronski Beat to the podcast, man. It's super weird. I don't know where to go from I know, there. Every some, time. Some sort of a weird deal going on between Morgan and Bronski Beat. It's super, it's really weird, dude. I don't know what's happening over there. Okay, that wraps up another edition of Ask Roz and Mocha every week on Instagram at Kiss925. You'll see us post a picture that reads Ask Roz and Mocha, and that's where we get these questions from, from you. So as ridiculous as they may be, as serious as they may be, whatever it is, ask your question, and uh, we'll try to blast through as many as we can. And of course, always uh, we try to get somebody on the phone with us to ask their question live. Rate, review, subscribe. Share with your friends anywhere that you get the Razamoga Show podcast from. Uh, Apple Reviews is where we get all of our reviews that we then share with you. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Powered by Air Transat. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.